If you, fuck you if you can't take a joke, I like yeah. that. Yeah, fuck yeah, it. Like fuck that. you if you can't take a I joke. I have a I have a question that I've been meaning to ask someone of his caliber. So well, after Joe does his intro, I just want to set it up. Oh. I gotta hey, set, okay. Yeah. You, you oh. came in with guns drawn, huh? <laughs> All right. Keenan with, what's, 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 what's the question? Oh, I, I have to wait till he does his intro, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure I'll you let you guys run the show, and I'll just <laughs> sounds, come on over. Sounds like we've already started recording. <laughs> oh yeah, we're 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 live on the air here. It's pre pre pre. Here we go. Y'all ready for this? Yep. Lay it on us, Joe. Welcome one, welcome all to episode forty-seven of the None of Our Business podcast. We are your hosts, Philly. Philly fanatic. Sounds like he altered his voice. Peace style, peace steezy, sane, silent tempo, philanthropy, philosophy. We got Keenan, Keenan Duncan, CNN Dunkaroos, C section, C4. Hey, raising the roof. Hey, and I am Joe. Today we have a very special guest. That's right. Does his voice The man, the myth, the legend. The legend. Where is he? Mark <laughs> Brown. <laughs> we have Mark Brown in the building, cool. everybody. Mark Brown, my uncle Mark. There's uncle right. Mark. If I, if I need to clear oh, that up, uncle Mark. So we got. I think we had the most family from Joe on the show. It's I don't know awesome. what you're talking about, man. Yeah, I'm just your, being your whole family's on here. Kidding just sounds jealous. That's what <laughs> I know. That's just I, don't know. I need to get my mom on this podcast. <laughs> you should. No. Oh, <laughs> Why not? Because she'll release all of my like. Bad secrets. Exactly. Like, remember when uh, I walked in and I saw you masturbating? I was like, Mom. He was like, That was like two weeks ago. I was, I was like, God yes, dang it. Wow. Busted. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> For real. Busted. Quite literally Quite busted. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mama, no. <laughs> Mama, no. Can you imagine you're busting and you see and your mom's face? And it hits face? right in her forehead. Oh, that's that's got to be that's got to be psychologically damaging. Let's ask the professional psychologist. I would think that would be damaging. For me or for yeah. my mom? Which no, for, for, for your mom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to you, it's just yeah, uh, for your mom. Tuesday. You know? <laughs> Look, I, ha- I had something like that happen, but not masturbating. Oh, okay. I actually I, did have that happen to me, but it wasn't my mom, though. <laughs> actually, back in the day, we used to smoke a lot. And uh-huh. I had more black light posters on the walls, the ceilings. And <laughs> I had three black lights, so the room was like walking into a store, only it was my bedroom. Oh, yeah? And my friends would come over and we'd hang out and we'd smoke, we'd smoke. And we had a lock on the door, you know, not a bad, not a real not heavy Not to keep duty. people in, right? Yeah, no, to keep okay. people out, like my parents. <laughs> and we'd light a lot of incense to, okay. you know, to kind of disguise everything. And my father, sure was, my father was a manufacturer, so he mm. had a big business and he had a sewing factory and he had a bunch of um, sewers. And his leads, his lead uh, floor lady was Japanese and she passed away. So my mom and him went to their funeral. And if you've never been to a Japanese funeral, they light a lot of incense. Yeah, it's very traditional. It's very, it's okay. very traditional. So my dad comes home that day and he's knocking on my door, which he did you know, quite often. And we try to cover everything up before he'd come in. And he walks in the room. We have a lot of incense burning. And he walks in and he looks around the room. And my, me and my friends were all fucked up. And he goes, so who'd you bury today? 
Uh, he said, what? <laughs> and then, he, then I found out that he went to this funeral. Uh, and okay, yeah. yeah. And it wasn't until many, many, many years later that they actually found out what we were actually doing. <laughs> Damn. That time it didn't make much sense. Like, okay. Yo, Dad, yeah. what are you even saying to me yeah. right now? Have you two ever yeah. been walked in on, whether it was no. drugs or masturbation? No? Never. No? I can't say never. I have. Can't say Damn, no. my parents <laughs> okay, never it, gave it a fuck. It doesn't feel very comfortable, <laughs> just to let you know. <laughs> it may or may not, have, may not scar me, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, my my question. So the question I wanted to ask you was: dun, da, da, dun. Wait, what? wait. Well, sorry, I don't oh. mean I don't big, mean big drum roll. But but, oh. but real quick before. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess you're already on a roll, so you can ask him. But uh-huh. after after the question, I'd like him to kind of introduce himself and oh. kind of give us a rundown Some of what. Oh, I thought that, I, that's what I was waiting for. I thought when you oh, oh you want to do oh, that? No. Yeah, 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 we, we got introduced. Yeah, you, you want to hold you hold that conversation? I can hold it. Okay, how long? <laughs> for how long? <laughs> You're changing colors. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Don't hold your breath. Okay. No okay. Welcome, Mark. Okay. Welcome to the pod. This welcome, is another of our business welcome. podcast. Uh, you know, we invited you out here because, well, personally, me, I thought you'd be incredibly, you, you I thought you'd be a, an incredibly great uh, guest. And, uh, you know, with your experience notion. and everything, I was like real quick to be like, yeah, let's get my Uncle Mark on here. I'm Absolutely. glad you agreed to come on. Uh, You're highly praised by Joe. He has like a shrine in his room of you. Well, thank you for With having incense. me. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, incense and, and peppermint. And peppermint. Oh. Give us a little rundown of who you are, where you came from, all that stuff. It's not an interview, you know. There's just a little introduction, and we'll we'll keep it pushing. That's okay. Hey, fuck it if you can't take a joke. Hey, that's, that's all, right. all good. Yeah, all good. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm a product of the '50s. I was born in the '50s. So when I started hitting my Glorious years. Here came the sixties. Mm, that's right. <laughs> that's probably right. one of the most amazing times. Uh, if you weren't there, I don't care how many videos you watch, how much music it's you listen the to. It's not the same. It was such an amazing time period. I mm. mean, things that we saw in those in that from that ten year period from sixty to seventy when I graduated high school was quite amazing. Man landing on the moon. Martin Luther King being assassinated, Robert mm. Kennedy being assassinated, mm-hmm. um, just the whole political scene, the drugs, the rock and roll, the, you know, everything was all sort of so interconnected. Vietnam War, people were protesting. I remember, you know, dreading the fact that if I ever got, you know, drafted, drafted oh my yeah. God, what am I going to do? I started saving money. I was ready to hire an attorney and I was probably going to move to Canada. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it wasn't something I really believed in. But hey, it was Bush just, did it. <laughs> a lot of a lot of people Trump, did. Yeah, a, lo- a lot of people did. Yeah. You know, I got lucky before I graduated, I was able to secure the final two S, mm. which was a student deferment, which basically meant if you were completing 12 and a half units of school, College, then yeah. you were not eligible to be drafted. Right. And so this went on for many years until eventually I got so tired of school. I was just, you know, from elementary through high school, I was burned down. I didn't want to do this anymore. Oh. So then they went to the all-volunteer draft, and they started having the numbers, the lottery. And so the first year, I drew somewhere close to 290. I thought, that's pretty good. I, you know, and then I waited another year, and I drew, again, I was in the low 200s, mm-hmm. and I thought, okay, it's time. I'm, I'm done. So after two years of wasting time and space in college, I dropped out and took my chances, and I drew 100. Oh. See now we we can't we don't understand what that is because it was before our time. Correct. So what what's what as far so as basically like, what, what, what happened was or? what happens was there was there's 365 days in a year. Right. So they would take a calendar and they take everybody's birthday and they would put it like a ping like a 
Ping, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like randomized. Yeah, yeah. Like, and they would, and they would draw Pachinko. numbers. And so, yeah. Bingo, yeah. so if you were born on on January fifteenth, you could have drawn three sixty five. That and is then, so weird. You picked that date. <laughs> why is that? Is that your birth, <laughs> yeah. birthday? Yeah. Nice. yeah, there you go. Ooh. I just been drafted. Ooh. Great. You just been drafted. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So they, they so they had all these. So they had this draft, and it went by the numbers. And I wrote a hundred. And that year they were planning to draft. They were planning to bring in up to a hundred. Mm. Oh, so I started man. freaking out. Oh, and shit. long story short was somewhere in the middle, I got my notice. I had to come down for my physical and I was panicking and I was already calling my attorney. And then they decided they were only going to draft up to 95. Oh. So shit. I kind of lucked out Then everything changed. And then I became, I believe, and you have to excuse me, I'm, I'm a little older. So the memory cells sometimes don't function too well, but <laughs> I think they... They, it was called a 1H. And once you had a 1H, you were still eligible for the draft, but you weren't drafted. So if they needed you, they called you. Mm. And then ultimately it went down to 90. And then eventually they ended up exiting out of Vietnam, I believe in 75. And so at that point I never got drafted and I became eligible up to the age of 35. You're always up to the age of 35. You can still be drafted into the military. I hit 35. Everything was nothing was going on. <laughs> I was done, and I never had to look back. That's okay. crazy. So, That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I wonder if you can pick. Well, once you're drafted, they pick you in different. You don't have a choice of where you can go. Like if you when, wanted to go no. to the Navy, they put you, you in could. the Marines. You oh, could. You could? oh yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people signed up. A lot of people chose yeah. what they wanted to do, knowing full well they were going to have to serve somewhere. Right. Right. So people did get a choice. But, you know, the, the problem was a lot of people went off to Vietnam and mm -hmm. mostly people of color. And, of course, the white people. Hey, you they, picked my birth date. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so those people got lucky and yeah. they got to go to school and the parents had money and everyone else went off to Vietnam and mm -hmm. came home in a coffin. And so it wasn't very popular. Right. And you bring up a good point that, like, a lot of us wouldn't even begin to understand just based on videos and you know, news reports and all this stuff, we wouldn't even begin. That's a really packed, like, 15, 20 years mm -hmm. of major events that happened. Um, major events. That was a time in this country that just everything changed. I mean, we're uh. talking about from the early 50s when I, when I was born, you know, it was like Ozzy and Harriet. Father knows the best. You right, know. right. Mom leave it to Beaver. Yeah, leave it to Beaver. Mom's oh, yeah. home in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. She's got the apron on. She's mm -hmm. making cookies. Andy Dank show or something. Like yeah, that. and yeah. which your dad gets home and you're in big trouble and you know you, <laughs> you were terrified because your dad worked and your mom was always home. Right, right. And so it was Somebody a real. When your dad gets home, I'd be like, <clears throat> yeah. So it was. A, it was. A, it was a real unique time. It was. You know, they slept in separate beds. You only slept together to procreate. Wait, really? That was yes. like throughout the most of the families. Yes, I remember. And... I remember the fifties. I remember okay. going to people's houses and seeing the separate beds. And, yeah, two beds in like the two twin bedroom. beds right. yeah, in the bedroom, and you only really got together wow. to have kids. Because nowadays, if you try to get a separate bed, your girl would be all pissed at you and stuff. <laughs> hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> How but dare it's you? It's crazy because you think of those fifteen years, and then you think of like the last, our last fifteen years. Yeah. How many things have really happened that have been? So crazy amazing. All I can think of is maybe two things. One, and they're all tragic shit, is the 9-11. That was big. Big. Columbine was super huge. But 9-11 happened. Oh, wait, like you said 15 years. 15 years ago. Oh, shoot. Yeah. You're Damn, nothing. Your last 15 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, our last 15, 15 years. Like, I was picking nothing. like I guess 30 years because you're 15 thinking ain't 2015 <laughs> or something. <laughs> 15 years. Jesus. What happened? Yeah, exactly. Well, what about uh the CERN, the CERN laboratory? Uh Hydron okay. Collider. Okay. But see, that was No, but that's been that, around for a while. The Hydron Collider. Well, when it first 
was that was in the 15 year period of it being announced to the the world but the world didn't take it as like the craziest thing ever though. exactly it was something just within the science community i mean even the you know getting a man on the moon even that alone yeah takes like beats everything that's happened know, to us we, in the last we sent years. like a a car we sent a tesla <laughs> with a robot in it oh back in, in our days we didn't have seat belts only in the front seat if <laughs> you right. had seat belts we drank water from a hose mm-hmm. you fell down you oh we drank water from a hose too i remember yeah drinking water but from you know it was yeah. just it was it's just like, yeah but it's it not was just <laughs> different hose would come and bring us water so you know the 50s was an interesting time i mean you know well that leads me to a question which was uh what would you consider Oh, just overall in general, as you described, like the best decade, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 60s, and 90s, 60s, 60s, 60s. Okay. The most happened in the 60s. Because you, you, know, you, you kind of answered not it already. E- not, <laughs> not even that I was, because I was part of it. It's just so many things happened. We saw so many things in my first 50 years mm-hmm. of life that we probably will never see again. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, just all the advancements in medicine, technologies, cars, science. I mean, just landing on the moon. Right. right. I mean, these are things that... Did we, though? Yeah, <laughs> you know what? I, 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 I'm with you on that. I, I've seen <laughs> stuff that makes me start to really think, yeah. you know, did we? I had a great... I mean, great... Stanley Kubrick was a pretty <laughs> yeah. convincing director. Well, the only speculation, because we, we wanted to beat another country... We would do anything to, any to prove it. I yes. mean, look at what we're doing yes. with 5G. We're, we're starting to change. Our yeah, what the hell is 5G? Wait, so, some of the I'm really getting used yeah. to 4G. What yeah, is so we have, we have 4G, but because we've been so busy in so many other areas that China has actually built an infrastructure Oh, they for made 5G. 5G. Okay. Uh, but ah. we're just going to go and change the logo on our phones to 5G and tell everybody we have 5G. Yeah, pretty much. Just the way Even we Even though it's still 4G. Or exactly. 2G, actually. That's, that's true. Just to win the race. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, to, to, to kind of piggyback off what you guys were saying, I think the only thing that we can really say that has happened in the last 15 years that I think is of note is how atrocious our current uh, world leader is, right? Uh, pre- uh, I'm not, I'm, is that what he is? According to him. He's a genius, though, right? He says he is. Yeah. Just the, the number of things that he's done and the fact that. What has his, he done? <laughs> Absolutely. The number of things he's undone. Allow me to correct that. He's uh, done. Yeah, more he's like more like undone than yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And even his yeah. entire White House staff has actually decided Which not staff? to. Uh, <laughs> Every week it changes. Yeah, yeah. the it newest one. Whoever, oh, the newest, whoever his team is, they've all decided not to participate uh, to, with the impeachment. So yeah, because we got two new whistleblowers. Process, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like the, this entire impeachment process. Yeah, we're not going to be a part of it. But see, why blow the whistle now? I mean, you had that information. You could have blew the whistle a long time. I don't know. I don't know what provoked these two individuals. The that Ukraine. Were, Oh, they, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's based around that. Oh, okay. The first whistleblower. Like, were they threatened? Oh, yeah. Like, if you don't whistleblow, we'll do something to you? No, but I, I think there's some shady stuff going on. Oh, they're yeah. g- they're going to find it out. It's going to take some time. There's plenty. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I it's think the separation much- of powers that's really getting in the way. You know? What separation? You're right. Yeah. <laughs> what, where'd the Republican Party go? <laughs> that's true. I think Talk it's the Trump me. Party. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's well, there's I, some I, ugly but, truths coming to surface. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with a lot of Republicans supporting him, though, it does kind of suck because they're scared. When, well, yeah. I, I believe that once everything is done and gone, they'll say, "Oh, I I wasn't really supporting. Him. I was just pretending to be." But it's like, dude, you could have really it's you, the... you you really damaged us by pretending to be in that. And now that everything's gone and washed away, you're now going to be forthcoming and say, you know, hey, you know, it's all 
it, it, uh, it's just they were just jokes. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that's really rude. I mean, rude. But I saw a car- I saw a cartoon and it shows a picture of a milk carton and it shows a spine. And it says, where's the uh, Republican spine? <laughs> like yeah, Asian kids on a milk carton. Yeah, yeah. exactly. True. And I think if yeah. you took if you took most of these Republicans and you put them behind closed doors and it was a private vote, a secret vote, mm-hmm. he'd be gone tomorrow. Oh, yeah. But in, in the real world, they're terrified. He bullies everybody. He threatens you. I mean, is, he, is mm-hmm. he really a man of such influence that, that people are that scared of him? He's or? sick. There's something really wrong with him. And they've done, you know, a lot of psychiatrists and people in all walks of life just based on observations yeah old generals people retired everyone's talking the same thing but mm. he's still there it'll, and it'll he aligns happen. himself with pretty bad people so very if bad you, people. if you go against him i mean he's he having... won't do it but somebody else next <laughs> he'll, just, to him? he'll destroy your career yeah 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 he's, that, good he's got that much flow he's got yeah. that much power yeah, yeah. that's ridiculous that shit is crazy yeah. but then again when we watch this documentary called the family it's like well how much power does he have over you to, like if anybody in that group went up against Trump. Well, yeah. I mean, they even talk they, about how, I mean, he, it's because of Cambridge Analytica that he was able to steal the election. He wasn't supposed to win. He wasn't supposed to win. Because yeah. all of that shit is kind of, you know, we know set up. We, we know how it played out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. But that's part of what I hate about social media. Yeah. So this mm-hmm. wouldn't it, have it, happened it in the 60s. The, and, this would not have happened in the 60s. Yeah. I, remember, I remember in the 60s, I remember watching with my grandfather. Mm-hmm watching the Nixon-Kennedy debates. Okay. Yeah. And poor Richard Nixon, he had this five o'clock shadow, so he didn't look very well groomed. Mm-hmm. He didn't look very well prepared. And here's this young Kennedy, handsome. very well yeah. shaved. Yeah. Yes, handsome. Yeah. And he just tore him apart. And he barely won the election. It wasn't like it was a runaway. Right. It was a very close election, but right. he did win. And that was the first time they'd ever had a televised debate. Televised, right? and, yeah. That was and he time. wasn't ready. Today, everything, forget television. We're doing a podcast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. back in those days, that's all you had. Yeah, it was kind of like we're going back in, you know, mm-hmm. this is radio. This is yeah. the original. The original. Yeah. Pirate yeah. radio. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the hey, days, that, that's all radio. people listened to, listened to. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the great TV shows, not TV shows, great, great programs over The Shadow. Uh, you know, I've, got yeah. a, I've got a question yeah. along those lines. Yeah. You were around for a lot of like, world first releases of, of music what's oh, yeah. one what's one song that literally changed your life when you were like what the fuck is hey, this that's a great question because <laughs> you know you've heard the music transform over the years oh i've seen it there had to have been that, one that just yeah. was like so you were there to see like hendrix and led zeppelin and queen and all i've that seen stuff. all of these bands before anybody died damn i even waited in line and at the forum with my buddies all night to get tickets to see the who Ah. And we at the forum, at the forum <laughs> back, wow. at, back when the forum, the original forum, not, yeah, yeah. not the new one. Yeah. I've been to the new one as well, yeah. but yeah, I saw a lot of great concerts here. I've probably been to over 150 concerts, maybe more. So, what oh, was man. one of the what was one of the ones that yeah that took oh, you I've away? Seen, I've like, seen some I've seen some amazing concerts. Yes? I remember I saw the Kinks at the Santa Monica the Civic Auditorium. Wow. Yeah. Okay, and that was back in the 60s, and yeah. that was. They weren't even that popular yet. Damn. And I saw, God, I saw Devo. I've seen <laughs> Devo. back at Santa Monica Civic. Yeah. I've seen everyone from The Doors, The Beatles, The Stones. Wow. I've, you got to see this Beatles in concert, man? I don't remember. It's vague. It's probably really it's, loud. Yeah. And all the screaming. You know, I was really young. I was only like 14 years old. Gotcha. I don't even know who took me. Okay. Right. I I've been I saw Santana when they made their LA LA debut at the Greek man. Theater at the in '68. Nice. Wow! And I remember I didn't have any weed because I was still young and I'm <laughs> afraid to t- you know because back in those days yeah. you had a roach you probably did about two years in jail. Damn! I mean it was really serious. Serious. Yeah. You had to really be 
worried yeah. right you know and that was something today like today i'm like oh my god i walk into a dispenser and it goes like being in a candy store yeah. <laughs> and, and in those days it was totally it yeah. was totally different but yeah. yeah so people were passing weed and you know i was wow. getting high and i you know i saw diana ross in the supreme's farewell concert at the Hollywood nice. bowl did you see um, Sinatra in them? Like the never pack, saw. No? You know, that was too early. That right? was never. I remember the music, but okay. that wasn't really my music. Right, right. I really right. didn't follow that. I remember I got my driver's license. I was sixteen. We took my mother's. Uh, let's see, she had a Chevy station wagon, four door <laughs> station wagon, and I and yeah. I mentioned this because in the very back of the station wagon there was like a panel that you could open up, and, it was and you could actually put seat. somebody in there. Yeah, it was, yeah. And I'll get around to that in a minute. Yeah. And some of the silly things we did with that, but. <laughs> We got in the car, got my driver's license, picked up all my buddies, yeah. and we went to the Hollywood Bowl. And I believe we saw Tommy James and the Shondells, okay. the Rascals, uh, okay. and I want to think it was. I want to think Eric Burton and the Animals, if my memory serves yeah. correct. Animals, wow. So this was back in like what I got my license in '68. Yeah, so yeah. it's 1968. That was a crazy year. And these are some of the things we did with the station wagon. We went to Westwood, and we. Hmm, not we, me, <laughs> I, <laughs> I hold accountability here, drove the car on the sidewalk and we're driving down the sidewalk in front of people's houses. And That's all of a sudden my friend goes, what happened to the music? And apparently the antenna was before they had the flexible ones or the ones in your glass. <laughs> oh, so you had we actually... had the real antenna that you could put 76 yeah. balls on and stuff. And yeah. driving on the sidewalk, the antenna hit a tree, snapped off. So there went the radio. Oh, we didn't have fancy man. stereos back then. They were very okay, simplistic. Yeah. And that was the end of the radio. And then we would do really silly stunts, like drive up and down Sunset Boulevard. And we'd drive in the car and we'd open up. We'd put somebody in the back and all of a sudden we'd stop. They'd jump out of the back of a trunk and just go do-da-do-da down the boulevard and get back in the car and we drove off. Ghost, I mean, ghost we did ride some, the whip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So we did, early, early <laughs> ghost ride. Yeah. yeah, we did, you know, really silly things back huh. in the day. We were, Jeez. Yeah, we were crazy. I mean, who drives on the sidewalk? Well, I don't one think, person I don't know, did. One person did, yeah. That's, that's not but, good news. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a different scenario. Yeah. It was a different so scenario. You, you, yeah, that's crazy. So you saw... Were you also into like uh, the urban scene music? You know, uh, Sly and the Family Stone, Parliament. Love Sly and the Family Stone. Okay, Earth, Wind, and Fire. All Earth, that Wind, stuff. and Fire. I just saw them recently for the first time. They're still going. And they're still going, <laughs> but they were they were amazing. Yeah. Look, back in my day, the music all blended together. You didn't really see much. I mean, my favorite Saturday afternoon, mm -hmm. American Bandstand. Oh, okay. And Soul Train. Soul Train. Mm -hmm. Back to back, they came on Did the air. Did you watch the Midnight Special? And I watched the, the Midnight, Midnight Special. Special. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but those were my two favorite shows. Gotcha. I loved watching the people dance. I loved the music. It was just, everything was so integrated. You didn't really think, you mm. know, you would hear the music and it was, you know, everything and all things. Right. And, you know, and it was just, it was just an amazing time. I think what's amazing is that you can, you can still put on a show like American Bandstand or Soul Train, like, Put on a rerun, uh -huh. and you'll People still sit down and watch it. Yep, of course. You'll yep. still classic, sit down and watch classic, it. Like, classic, classic, classic. It, it was just that engaging. It was just being engaging. able to watch somebody dance or, I have, a, I, yeah. you know, a huge artist perform, mm -hmm. like, just casually like it's the, nothing, li the you know? line dance yeah lined up and then the first two people went down the middle of dance and you saw the different <laughs> styles yeah. and 
I was, could, always, I was always jealous because I'm not a great dancer, but I enjoyed watching it. Oh, and okay. you could go you could go to like any prom or homecoming or they'll any of it. those things nowadays, mm-hmm. and they'll still do a line dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have no idea where they got it they from. They had no idea where they got but, it from. But they do it. It's yeah. crazy. That's right. Yeah, it's, that's so, right. it's so that's crazy. Right. It's so crazy. Yeah. So back in the day when you were going to these concerts, where uh, you know, you buy your ticket and you're supposed to sit in the seat that you're supposed to, you bought it. It wasn't like today. Or standing room. I was going to say. It's totally different. I went to see... And I know I don't know if you guys are familiar with Ginger Baker. No. Uh, he was a drummer with maybe. Cream. Cream, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He just he just died. Yeah. Man. Okay. Back in the day, he was supposedly, you know, speeding away on drugs and he wasn't gonna live very long. <laughs> and so there was a farewell a farewell tour for Cream. And I went to see that. Oh. And back then the, the opening group was Deep Purple. Oh shit. Yeah. And so and so I just went up wow. to the very front and I just sat on the stage yeah. watching the show and yeah. nobody no nobody bothered you. You know, yeah. you walked around freely and you know, not like exactly. today where you have to be in section G, you can't exactly. move out of G. If you go to right. section A, get back to G. Where yeah. are you going? Unless you go to the Roxy. Right. Oh, I went to the Roxy. I'll tell you the story about the oh, Roxy yeah. too. Another yeah. good story. Yeah. But yes, it was it was it was amazing. And cream was amazing. And That's a lot of cool. people a lot of people in the audience were wearing skeleton masks ah. and you know they were all saying oh, he's gonna die. Obviously he just died. So right, right. Right. he lived, lived a long yeah, healthy yeah. life after that. Like so a big jagger you were <laughs> yeah, he's still alive. Yeah, <laughs> and they're still and they're still alive. So you're up close with Eric Clapton, right? Seeing him in Cream. Yeah, he was yeah. with Cream. Eric yeah. Clapton. Yeah, in the white room. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they were a very short-lived group, only a couple of years, and they put out some amazing yeah. music. What a catalog! Mm-hmm. Just like yeah. the Beatles, they were only together technically about eight years. Yeah, and look at the catalog they put together in eight years. Yeah, I think they got yeah. pushed by their manager to pop out an album like every every song. Oh, I don't know. They were just they were just amazing. I've been making yeah. music since I was fourteen, and in no way have I put out that many. Tra- <laughs> God damn! That's a lot of tra- I mean, a lot of, but tra- you have a lot maybe of music. You put them all together. You you probably have a lot yeah, of songs. Yeah, I mean, they, they got their catalogs over two hundred songs. I mean, yeah, just, you know, and even today, <laughs> some of those songs are recorded by I don't know how many people. Yeah, oh, yeah. they made a movie songs. about it. Yeah, yeah. The across yeah. the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, that one where apparently the Beatles didn't exist. Oh, yesterday, yesterday I saw that. Yeah, that yeah. was cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that can physically be possible. Yellow submarine. What is that about? Because I watched the movie and I was like, "What the was fuck am P. I watching?" It's a cartoon. I'm not really sure what it's about, <laughs> but it was fun. But going, you, I guess to be on LSD to know what it's about, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, but going back to the Roxy, mm-hmm. I was there, I forgot what year it was. I think it was mm, probably in the early 70s. Mm-hmm. And my ex got us tickets to go see the Rocky Horror Picture <laughs> Show. Okay. And had no idea what it was. Uh-huh. That was the, we, we were there, I think, <laughs> either the first, the opening night or the second night that, wow. that it played. And we were sitting along the runway. Oh, okay. And I'm going, what is this? And then when it was done, we left there <laughs> yeah. and we went, whoa, this I know. is the strangest thing I think I've ever said. That was all the original people, Tim Curry, everybody mm-hmm. oh, that was wow. in the wow. original. I mean, this was this is this was his debut. This is way before the movies. Right, right. You know, your Saturday night in Santa Monica where they yeah. have the yeah, horror, yeah, horror yeah, picture right. show. Yeah, yeah. But this was the original original production. And this was, I think, the second night. And I was like, it was amazing. So entertainment wise, back in these early years it was people went out and traveled to look at stuff and get their entertainment absolutely every every weekend we would go to uh, numerous places santa monica civic okay the forum roller skating things like that roller skating the whiskey up on the sunset strip and Gazaris, yeah, the there were so many. Not what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was just you know it was just different, right? 
And we went roller skating. We went to the bowling alley. We went to parties. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we socialized. If you wanted right. to go see your friends, you just go on their door, knock on their door as John, Steve, Denise, whatever they home and you know, and you and you rode your bike without helmets. You took right, right. you took you took girls to the point or whatever that place was. Yeah, you know, we, you know you'd go to the drive-in movies, <laughs> and uh, and I've we done. all parked in the that back, and all the windows yeah. were steamy, and everybody was, you know doing their thing. Yeah. And it was just such an amazing time. I mean, they don't even have drive-ins anymore. No. Yeah, they're they, very few and far like between. There's like one, yeah. but it's like a gimmick kind of thing. Yeah. We had an A&W root beer, drive-in restaurants, oh, you yeah. drive in. The girls on the roller skates yeah. would come and put the tray on your window and mm -hmm. you'd have your food. And people socialized. People got out and socialized. People yeah. went places. You did things. That's yeah. what I was going to say. I, yeah. I went to go see... I think it was the gorillas with a buddy of mine, Brad. He's he's a couple of years. How was senior. it? He's like forty something, right? Uh, it was good, good man. And uh, there's a, there's a reason to this, though. I'm bringing this up, please. So he pulls out a joint from his sock, already giving away his age, <laughs> right? He's like, "What's up, man?" He lights it up, and I'm like, "I, I don't usually, but okay." And while I'm sitting there, he's like, "We're not. I got these wax seats because we're not going to sit in these seats, man." He <laughs> said, "We're going to go walk around and see if yeah. we can get closer." You know what I mean? And we, we did that did, all the yeah. time. And 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 it, out of nowhere, I hear the words come across my head. We used to be people that would go to places to be with other people. That's right. And now we're just people going places. places. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, big difference. Yeah. I Does agree. that resonate? I agree with, you? with that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That's yeah. why I like standing room only. I mean, we live in an age now where you could log on to YouTube and watch Coachella. Like pretty much, you, you don't, don't have, have to, to go to Coachella. Yeah. To you don't even have to leave your house. You can <laughs> get <laughs> groceries delivered. <laughs> no. You can get your That's clothes true. delivered. That's you can true. Get but you do avoid getting an STD if you stay at home watching Coachella. Oh, not necessarily. Okay, you could have a girl with you who's got an STD, willing to get. It. I mean, can I get some of those crabs, please? <laughs> let me get some yeah. of that. Let me get. Let me get some of that comedia, please. Oh, yeah. oh, there's a question. How 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 do you think girls have changed over the years in ter like in terms of their demeanor and like hanging out? Uh, Things like have changed measurably. Like they're not interested <laughs> look, in no, as free look, love as much as... Look, I'll tell you, back, okay. back in the day... Uh, so uh, I need to take a time machine. That's uh, what I need. And, you and need, keep, you keep need in a time mind, machine. Keep and in I'll, mind, be, I'll be waiting for y'all. <laughs> okay. Keep in mind yeah. that a lot of our listenership is actually also women. So it, it, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It, you know, that, we have to have honest it is, opinion. I'll be, I'll, yeah. I'll be honest. You know, back in the day, there was a lot more respect for women. You know, I really, yeah. When People I would say the opposite. Well, when I and when I would oh. date and I would go out with women, and if women said no, no meant no. Yeah. You know, you didn't force yourself on them. You didn't, you know, like today they they call this date rape and right, you know, right. whatever they whatever they're calling it, but you respected women, and even though sex was free and and women were just you know just as much a part of it as the guys were, it was different. You know, today I think women are sort of. <laughs> Not sure how I want to explain this, right. but it's it's fine. You, you go it's you go out on a date. <laughs> you go you go out on a date. You go somewhere, and obviously you're paying for dinner. You're paying for a concert. You're paying for a show. You you know then you go home, you know, and you do whatever you do, you know. But today I've I've met I've known a lot of women in my day that have taken I've gone out with, and they've used me mm -hmm. for a concert to go to dinner, to, right, right. or for something. So I think some and in some in some way there's more equality, at least in that arena. I think okay, yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit different. But back in the day, you know, like I went out with this girl. I was probably 
16 and I was very bold. I didn't think that, you know, you just kind of go with the program. So I would try to do more things like if I could get my hand underneath her blouse and if she allowed me to take her bra off, I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. And I remember doing that for the first time when I was like 14 at the park. And I said to this girl I was dating, I said, is it okay? And she goes, oh yeah, okay, you can do that. Yeah. And that was exciting. I mean, you know, reaching and, you know, and then back in those days, they even, in those days we had things like first base, second base, third base. And it was, it was, you know, comical as it sounds, but there was a lot of truth to it. I mean, a lot of girls say, oh, well, I'm only going to let you go to second base. So I'm like, what's second base? Yeah, think about it for a minute. You're calculating in your head. Yeah, and I had a girl that I was going out with, and I somehow couldn't get to the party she was at. And she goes, oh, well, you missed out. And I said, what do you mean by that? She goes, oh, well, I went with so-and-so. I let him go to third base. And I went, hmm. She told you she let somebody else do it? Yeah, 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 yeah. She was trying to get me jealous. She wanted me, you know. But, you know, and today I think it's it's really different because women go out and they have the same, they think equality. I think it's different. Back then, there was no equality. You know, you'd go out with a girl and whatever you did and right away, oh, he used me. Oh, he was, he, he did this or he did that. And, you know, and I, I hate him. And, it, you know, it was just different. I think women today have more respect for themselves. They, you know, especially today, women have their own business. Women work. Women are breadwinners. Women you know, are more equal in so many other areas. Yeah, there's still a glass ceiling. Of course, I I understand that where there's only so so far a woman can go at certain types of professions. But in general, women have a a going on more today. I have a lot of respect for women. I I respect women that have their own business and that work. And even if they make more money than me, I don't care. You want to take me out to dinner? Take me out to dinner. I've taken you to dinner. You take me to dinner. I second the notion. (laughs) Yeah, and I I think that's that's fine. That's all good. I think there's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, in answer to your question, yes, it's 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 so much different. I mean, just the fact that when I was in elementary school in 60, 64, when the Beatles were just coming out and girls' skirts went to their knees, Right. And guys had to have their hair very short. There were dress codes. You could only wear a certain kind of clothes. You couldn't have your hair long. If your hair was long over your ear, they sent you home. Mm. If the girl went into the VP's office and they'd say, okay, you get down on the ground, get on your knees. And if your skirt didn't touch the ground, you got sent home. Wow. In the boys' Damn. VP's office, there were paddles on the wall, a, a very wide array of paddles. Did that ever happen to you? Never got paddled. Never, wow. never got in the office too many times, maybe twice. Oh, and, both, and both times... It scared the crap out of me. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna get hit. Mm-hmm. But you know, the, it was there. That was the reality of it. I would yeah. absolutely destroyed any like administrative assistant oh, or a teacher would. who no who would touch my child now. Oh, if, now okay. If different, they got a different, different today. Different <laughs> yeah, today. Kids, like are, kids are more protected than animals. Be like, you yeah. fucking so, crazy! You know. How dare you touch my child? Yeah. yeah. What do you What do you think it was about parents back in the day that just allowed? that kind of discipline to exist outside of the home? I believe that they allowed the schools to have more control. And mm. the schools back then really did. They took care of pretty much everything. They taught you. You actually had good teachers. Teachers taught because they wanted to teach. Mm. Today, teachers don't want to teach because there's no money in it, so they go to private yeah. sector. And so you have less control. You have metal detectors in schools. That's yeah. no, bad. Mm-hmm. You know, bad. But back then, it was just different. The teachers, really, they controlled everything. And you didn't including get as, the curriculum. Huh? Yeah, you didn't get as much homework. They cared more. They mm. gave you more. You went to school, and the parents felt very comfortable. And so the schools had more control. Therefore, if they wanted to punish you, they were allowed to sure. do that. And I think the parents were too busy working, or the dad was working, sure. the mom was home taking care of the kids. So yeah, it was different. Wow. Doesn't that happen yeah. in church too? Like if because they used to 
spank or I would hear stories of kids getting hit with mm-hmm. uh, uh, what do you call oh, it? Yeah. rulers and ruler, stuff like that. Yes, they did that. Religion. Parents were okay with that. Yeah, kids. Yeah. parents were okay because the, the schools and they were taking care of your kids. Mm-hmm. Where today, when your kids go to school, you really have to step it up. You have to get involved. You have to be a part of it. You have to join either a PTA or some kind yeah. of group. And if you want your kids to be successful, you have to be a part of that. And if you're not a part of that, your kid's going to get left behind. Because I know how many times I went to school and I would hear from, you know, other students. I wish my mom was here. I wish my dad would have come. And they, you know, the parents were too busy. Uh. And the ones that, you know, like when I went, I know my kids got more going on for them because I showed up. I cared. So therefore, they gave the kids more. You mean your kids currently? No, no, no. Oh. My kids are all grown. Oh, okay. I'm talking about Back when I was, my kids were growing up. Uh, okay. Yeah. okay. And because things had changed you so much. You made the much, effort to, to Yeah, I had to make the effort. I was part of the PTA. Mm-hmm. I was on the board of directors. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a couple of my, there were like two or three of us that were very much feared by the whole school because we controlled so much, but we had to because otherwise the kids would not have gotten that much. Right. Damn. So if someone wanted to get involved with something like that, you you, you definitely recommend that starting oh, I with definitely the PTA recommend would be parents, the best. Parents today get involved if there's a board and there's an opening and they're looking for parents to get on the board. I would say get on the board. Are I would you say on definitely. The board? No, I'm not on the board. I would say join the PTA. But I, I go to all of. I, I, I do go, go all the back to school nights. Uh-huh. You know, and I can't tell you how many times you know I'd go back and I'd look at the list because they would give you a list to sign and. There'd be 15 signatures. I'm thinking there's got to be 30 kids in this class, and there's at least five classes. And there's hey, parents doing some swinging action over there. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I think it's that's important today. Yeah. You really need to be involved. But back in the day, you didn't have to be as involved. Wow. It's a different time. Yeah, it's definitely, I can see how now, especially because the curriculum, I think, is still the same curriculum that was taught maybe even when you were going to school. Like, it hasn't changed it at hasn't all. It hasn't changed. And why, that's why the kids are so bored. Other that's than, the, so other than kids, the history books, mm-hmm. that's. Even the history books yeah. are tainted. Yeah, yeah. They're omitting so much. They, they emit so many things. It's appalling. It's ridiculous. It is. And I, well, I don't I don't know. Because yeah. it, it, Gavin, Gavin's in second grade right now, and I know that the work that he receives is a lot different than what I would, in second grade? would have gotten in second grade. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't say the same for like high school or anything. I'm I'm sure they're still using some of the same books. Probably. But I know for sure that like Gavin's second grade teacher is teaching him stuff that I don't remember learning. Like, like programming and stuff. <laughs> I mean, he does have computer class. Oh, yeah. yeah, he does. Yeah, the computer which, class we had was... Wasn't until like you guys, sixth, you guys seventh with, grade. You guys grew up with computers. Kind of, sort of. Kind of, I would say around... They're just, like, you guys are like five years older than me, right? Four or five years yeah, older. Yeah, I would say, because uh, I would say around when Apple had its... Uh, third computer when it was when it was starting to do like color in its screen so early 90s oh okay yeah 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 that's when we were i think i think the first computer class i ever had was like in sixth or seventh grade mm-hmm. and mine yeah. was in fourth i, re- or I remember the first computer we had a room with like seven towers you were around before computers <laughs> yes before computers I, absolutely but i remember the first computers and there was a room that we had at our office there was like this seven one, giant towers mm-hmm. and then miles and miles of a paper feedback i mean just stacks of it yeah and then and then we got the first actual i was gonna say what was your first personal computer (laughs) Uh, my first personal computer was a macron and i got it i don't remember 
maybe in the early 80s. (laughs) No, but but I remember the first computer at work and we had a computer screen and a keypad and a little tower. And I I, I remember them teaching us and I was like, this is amazing shit. Oh, so you were super excited, yeah? I was super excited. I was one of the few people in the office that understood the concept of it. So I was helping other people. Okay. And then going in and out of programs and and shifting here and there. I was like, wow, Mm. what an amazing concept. And no way in your mind did you ever think that this is the future. Something's Never. about to happen to this stuff. Not really. Uh, okay. Are there any companies that you had opportunities to invest in uh, that you might have missed? You know, <laughs> I had I had opportunities, but my father was not one that understood uh, stock market, gotcha. and he was not really into that. But I had a very good friend of mine. His yeah. parents owned IBM. They oh, owned what, some was AT and T. Was his name Bill Gates? <laughs> no. <laughs> And I thought to myself, wow, years later, I thought, shit, if I had just had the insight, oh, yeah. even, even, even for, you know, and even a for a couple hundred dollars, you yeah. could have bought some shares. And today yeah. they've split, I don't know, a hundred times and yeah. millions and millions. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's got to be heavy, man. You, that's, that's, that's heavy. Yeah, do you happen is. to know how the stock market kind of works as far as getting cash returns? Because I had a conversation with a friend of mine about what, when you actually put money in the stock and it grows. You can't just, or at least I don't think, you can't just go to the stock market and say, hey, I want all my money back. Yeah, you can. And they give it to you like cold hard cash. You got to pay taxes on it. Put it into your bank account. You know what? I'm not real familiar, but I know that uh, if you have stock, Uh let's say your stock's really doing well, several things can happen. It can split. So if you own 50 shares, now you have 100. Mm -hmm. It could split again a couple years later and your 100 becomes two. Uh, you can buy you can buy your stock at any time you want, all or in part. A lot of people take out their profit, leave in their initial investment. Okay. Um, I've never done any stock investing, so I really don't know mm. exactly That's how it works. That's a great thing to bring up after. Yeah, Jesus but I do know that you can you can you could take all your stock out. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I never knew. I just I. And I'm not sure. Yeah. But I would. I would have to imagine you're right. You get taxed on it. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, yeah. Ta- it's, I mean, it's the government's income. not going to let you. They're <laughs> yeah, not going to let you slide. No. No. The, the easiest no. thing to do today would be the app Acorns. That would be a great place for you to start if you haven't already. Acorns. Hey, that's um. What's his name's? Uh, he invested in that company. What's his name? Uh, Ashton Kutcher, right? Yeah, that's his company, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, or he yeah, invested yeah. in it. I think he invested in. Oh, it. I thought he. Created I do. Have, it. I do have. I think a, a question that that you really can't speak on, given that you you uh, you have uh, successfully as a family been able to establish some form of wealth over the years. If there was anybody who, who's currently starting a family and is thinking about the future, what's one thing you would recommend they do to sort of really solidify and start to build now as opposed to way later? Given uh, your history and success. I would... Uh, is property really the way to go as soon as possible? I would say what you would probably want to do would start to save money. Just saving saving money i'm not sure exactly how that would orchestrate like putting into cds or anything i would say depending on what you earn right i would say sacrificing something or some things to start putting money aside um I'm not sure if I'd just want to, in general saving. I would money. say in general because at some point you're going to want to maybe purchase a house. Um, I would say if you're savvy in the market, if you understand stocks, if you understand muni bonds or you know something like that, yeah. you might want to invest a little bit. I think the big problem today is that back in my day there were far more people working, so more people were paying into 
like social security and things of that nature, where today there's fewer people that are working that are paying into it and more people are taking out of it. Mm. So I'm not sure where all this is going to be in 20 years from now. That's why you're so hesitant. So I would would definitely say start saving money. money, Buying gold maybe? um, Gold might be, you know, I'm not saying put everything into one basket. I would say diversify yourself out. But I would definitely say start saving, maybe putting, you know, in some, some CDs, okay. you know, find something that's not, that gives you some kind of yield back. Because obviously there's not that great, you know, yeah. a yield back. on Yeah, probably a, 0.003%. I was just going to say, you know, you have a, a, a checking account that, that earns interest, you're getting what back? 0.000000 to infinity and beyond? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. But I think success today, because the world is so different and, you know, purchasing a house maybe 20, 30 years ago, like my dad, yeah. he purchased over his lifetime, maybe five houses. The first house he bought, I think he bought it for like 26000 Right. That same house Jesus, today. $26,000 yeah. for a house? The same house today is on the west side. Yeah. It's on Crest Drive okay. off of Robertson. Mm-hmm. Near the, okay. near oh, yeah, the yeah, tenth, yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. yeah. That same house, I've been back there several times, and I'll tell you a cute story that goes with this house. But the house itself today is worth about maybe a million. Jeez. And he wow. paid twenty six thousand. This is way back, way back. Yeah. The house next door had these two big trees and like a, a chair that went around them, and you couldn't see the house itself, but the two big trees. I went behind that house, behind those trees, as a kid, and drew, drew pictures with crayons. Mm-hmm. I had this all this artwork that I did. I went back there thirty years ago. They were still there. <laughs> they had not oh, painted that. They had not painted there behind there yet. Wow. So you know that was the kind of stuff. Yeah. As a kid, but. You know, so real estate back then, so my dad would sell the house maybe five years later, and now it's worth maybe 50,000. So now he he upgrades, he buys another house, he buys that house for maybe flipping houses. Flipping, not flipping. He was living, we were living in them. Oh, yeah, we were were living in these houses. And so after maybe five more years, six more years, now that house is worth more. Then we moved up to another house, then another house. And pretty soon, you know, the last house that he, that he, he had purchased, that he sold, he bought it for maybe, 400, 500, mm-hmm. sold it for a million. Today, when you buy a house, you might wait a long time till you get that same return. The return is not the same. That's why mm-hmm. millennials are not really buying houses. Being a lot of them have saved yeah. money. Yeah. A lot of them have maybe $100,000, $200,000 that they've saved. And there's not the return, not the same return anymore. You know, and after the financial crunch of, you mm-hmm. know, a few years back and things like that. So, People are not buying houses, but they are saving the money, anticipating possibly a house or something of that nature. So right. if I would say anything, I would say save your money, build your credit score. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if I don't know what you, you know, if you have credit cards or if you have furniture debt or something, and make your monthly payments. Yeah. And as long as you're making consistent payments, you know, the credit agencies look at your score and they go, Well, this person's pretty good. They're consistent. They haven't missed a payment. Your credit scores slowly go up. So I would say, you know, be mindful of your credit scores, build your credit scores. I would say if you can save money, save money. If you mm. can find something to invest in that's not, you know, high risk, you know, obviously at young age, you don't want yeah, to make an investment yeah. and then turn around and oh shit, now I've lost it all in a, yeah. in a week. You know, being careful, but you know, moving yeah. along slowly. But you want to build. You want to build something, right. you know, for the future. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, and you don't want to just... wait because who knows? In twenty, thirty years from now, if Social Security will be there. They keep talking about it. The saddest part is, it's our money. Yeah. Yeah. It's money that we are putting in, yet the government keeps borrowing from it. 
saying, oh, well, we don't have enough. There's issues with it. We need to fix it. What the fuck are you changing? This is your money. They're taking this out of your paycheck every week, week in, week out, month in, year in, year out. They're taking your money. No, am I going to get a reimbursement? And are you going to ever get it reimbursed to you? And that that may not happen. Yay, to So you need to look at other things, maybe 401ks, to make sure those are also safe. Right. Because even those got took a beating at the last, when we had the last meltdown. I've heard a lot of things about that, yeah. Yeah, people lost a lot of their money. And so, you know, there's really no good answer, right? but you know, especially young, with the future, the way it looks so bleak. Right. right. Now, yeah. So you want to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Okay. You know, and if you find something, if you do find a property or something you want to buy and you can get a, you know, a decent purchase on it right now, I don't know. I don't know what the interest rates look like. Right. And that's even challenging, even for young people today to go out and buy something they're going to put you Ownership through. Ownership is hard. Yeah, they're yeah, going to make yeah. you jump through circles and 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 rings and mm. and you know, not how high. Just you know, they're going to say jump, and, you, and they're going to say how high, and they just want you to, you know, to go through all this. Yeah. And this is is challenging. You know, they look at your credit scores. What are your even when you go to get a job today? This is shocking. They run your credit. No really? shit. I didn't know that. I read this maybe two, three years ago. I don't know if they're still doing this. Right. But what the fuck? And I think maybe they're looking to see, are you financially okay? Are you in trouble? If we hire you, are you being hired out of desperation? Right. Or are you being hired because <laughs> you like the job? Wow. So, you know, there's so many That's... things that, are, that have changed today. It's, yeah. like, so it's, it's, it's really different. And, the, you know, the employment, is, it, it sucks. The employment you, rates, yeah. Yeah, you have too. a job where maybe there's 10 people and you're doing equal amount of work and then now things are not going so well, so they let two people go. They keep you. They say keep your wages the same. Increase your workload. And increase yeah. your workload. Oh, did so, you tell them or something? No. no. Were you a soothsayer? How do you know? Because <laughs> no, it's happening my birthday and like, How do you know my life right now? Because <laughs> it happened to him recently. I just yeah. recently... Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> so that's cool. Let's talk about no, it. Cool. No, I, well, I recently got laid laid off, but because the company uh, went over budget on a particular project, but then rehired me back in a different position, but then that position just ended too, uh, and I still haven't gotten my my uh, unemployment card. It's been like. Three weeks I didn't now. even know you were supposed to get an unemployment card. Yeah, you can choose no, between no, no, a no. card or an a check un- in the mail. Wow. You can do either or. You can do a debit card or a check. A direct deposit. And, and, that's, oh, and that's how much gotcha. it's changed. And back mm-hmm. in my day, mm-hmm. you filed unemployment. You mm-hmm. had to go down to the office. Mm-hmm. You waited around. They interviewed you. They gave you the paperwork. Yeah. And they checked in with your boss to right. see what was the storyline. Did you actually get laid off? Did you fuck the company over? Did you quit? Mm-hmm. And if you quit, you don't get anything. If right. they can prove that you did something detrimental to the then company, you then you don't get yep. anything as well. And then they would send you a, a paper in the mail every two weeks and you would say, did I look for work? Yes. Did mm-hmm. you do this? Yes, yes, yes. No, whatever. Then they would say, where did you go to look for work? And you'd have to list places that you went. You'd have to list at least four or five places. It's a full-time job in itself. <laughs> full-time job into itself. So it's and like, then why they, even and then, get it? Yeah. And they would, they would verify it. They would check yeah. to see if in fact you did go. Mm-hmm. to these, to wow. these places, wow. then you'd get your check. Then it, with your check attached would come another questionnaire, same, yeah. same questionnaire. Today it's totally different. Now you just get on the phone, you call them up, you tell them this, da, 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 da. They talk to you on the phone. You don't even go down there anymore. No, it was and now all you get a card. Light. And you're supposed to, well, I'm supposed to get a wow. card. So it came in the mail as an optional. It says, uh, you know, you qualify for either getting a debit card and they'll put wow. money on the card every week or you can get a check in the mail. 
but I haven't seen anything. So what's well, it hasn't? How long has it been? Three say, weeks. I would call. Yeah, I would, I would get on the phone and call. call them. This and I would early. call early in the morning if they open mm-hmm. at eight. Get on the line about seven forty-five and wait in the queue, mm-hmm. and then you'll get on at eight instead of waiting all day. Because say for instance, hey. I I yeah. have say for instance, I'm waiting for that. Say I like I'm applying for work and other jobs. But that takes maybe a week or two, and you got to go through an interview, and, and they can hire. Too. And then you don't yeah. get your paycheck till maybe two weeks after if it's Correct. biweekly. Correct. So I might be out a whole entire month before. No, but you'll get it paid through unemployment. You'll, oh, you'll get it. It's well, just might, might yeah, you'll, you'll get time. paid. Just even when you start your job, you'll you'll still get paid up until the point where you actually start. You actually started your job. Oh yeah, you, and yeah, you could talk. It'll to still your, be yeah. paid. Yeah, you'll still get your money. Oh, but I would call. Three it weeks just takes like forever. It does. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that's so disencouraging. It makes me not want to go through all that BS. It makes me want to have a job. Well, you know, well, it, it's it's by design. It's, it's by design. Like it's Absolutely, on purpose to yeah. make it so that you're all like flustered. And, you just and, don't want to. One of the main reasons I asked you about everything, given your success just as a family and such, uh, in terms of uh, fiscally being fiscally responsible, is because I read a book called uh, Capital by Thomas Piketty, and he essentially provides all this evidence that no one person could ever out earn the economy and inflation. So that's why investments are a necessity. Wait, what do you mean? Out-earn? Yeah. No matter how much you're earning, you'll never beat the rate of inflation. And that's why you need to have investments. Correct. And and wages are flat for so many, I don't know, for the last 10, 15 years, wages have got just flat. And Um, and everything keeps going up. And yeah. the way to stay flat. Right? So if yeah. you're saying if I was I mean, like was a, a doctor, it's a crazy even, book. And, and, even, <laughs> and even even raising the wage to fifteen dollars an hour does nothing. The reality is, uh, you should is, be like at twenty five. Yeah, even if you even if it was twenty five, you're gonna see that everything else that you're buying and everything you're doing in your world has gone up equally. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. So technically, you're not really making more money because you're still putting out the same amount. Mm-hmm. Right. The numbers just change. Mm-hmm. Right. Look, I got a great unemployment story. I'm, yeah. working, I'm working. I'm working for this woman, a beautiful woman, nice person. She had a very nice business. Very she impressed. had expensive clothing, yeah. jackets for two hundred dollars, mm. a pair of slacks for one hundred and seventy-five. She sold to all the top stores in the country. Nordstrom, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. all the top stores. So I'm there. This is right around the this is around the time that I that I went to the Christina show. Okay. 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 Oh, we got. We and should get into that too. Yeah. At some point. So I come back. I come. I come back and I go to work. And there was some guy. He had orange hair, really strange guy. I mean, I'm not nothing personal, Trump? but yeah, he was just different. And all of a sudden, I said, "So who is this guy?" And she goes, "Oh, he's your replacement." And I said, oh. "Replacement? I, I missed something here." She takes him in the office, and she says, "Look, I don't think things are working out so well between you know you, me, the oh. business, and everything. So when you were gone, I brought this guy in, obviously to take your place because you were gone wow. for like a week, and I'm giving you a one month notice." I'm sitting there thinking. You're giving me a one-month notice. That's kind of strange unto itself. Yeah. Normally, when someone wants to get rid of you, either they terminate you on yeah. the spot, right. see you later, alligator, uh-huh. you shit and die, and you're gone. And in this case, I'm like, one month, okay. So I left her office, and I get back to work, and, and then I went back in to see her the next day, and I said, so if you're letting me go and you're still going to pay me? She goes, yeah, you'll still get your paycheck until you leave. And I said, so okay, so what about me looking for work? She goes, yeah, do whatever you want. You want to make phone calls. You want to, you know, mm-hmm. cool. So the month is up and I leave. And before I left, I was talking to the bookkeeper. And I said, well, technically you've let me go without really any good reason. So I'm assuming that I'll be able to collect unemployment because you're letting me go and you've hired somebody else and I've done nothing wrong. Right. 
what a joke. She says to me, no problem, you can do that when, you, when the forms come in. So I got to unemployment, opened up the I opened up my claim. Mm -hmm. Then the response comes back. I destroyed her company. I did some horrible things. She had to let me go. And I thought to myself, okay, this is becoming a joke. Right. You gave me a month notice. You let me look for work. You paid me for the whole month. But now you're denying my unemployment benefits, saying something totally contrary. Yeah. So I appealed. And when I went to the appeal, I had to go to the unemployment office. She had the luxury because, uh, quote unquote, I'm very business businesswoman and I'm very busy and I can't really go anywhere. So I let her take the call at her office. Uh, and I'm sitting at, the, at a desk with the unemployment guy. So they call her up on the phone and the conversation starts like this. They, I, I started the conversation. I said, so tell me, Brian. Her name was Brian. And I said, so tell me. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious. You gave me a 30-day notice. At no time did you ever tell me I was doing anything detrimental, harmful, or hurtful to your company. You kept me on for the month. You paid me. And then I left. Mm -hmm. And now you're denying my unemployment benefit. Makes no sense at all to me. Can you explain that? And she's stuttering. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And the guy sitting next to me is going, oh, my God. It's like, you did everything wrong, woman. What are you thinking <laughs> yeah, yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. And so she starts to hedge and ha, and she goes, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. The guy starts laughing. I start smirking. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, I'm done, Brian. Let this gentleman finish the conversation. I got my unemployment. <laughs> the next week, I got a letter in the mail that my claim has been approved. And I got my unemployment for the next six, six months. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I sat on my ass and laid on my couch and watched TV and drained out all my unemployment. I looked for work, uh -huh. not wholeheartedly, but I looked. <laughs> and knowing full well that now, because she had to pay this out, her fund, whatever she puts into, is now they're going to have to, she's going to have to pay more into right, it because right. I took the unemployment. So I gave it right back to her. But how stupid is that? Right. So, you know, for every bad adventure that you, like you're having, a bad situation, mine was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Who gives you a month notice well, and then lets crazy. you work and pays you and look, help you look for work and then turns around and, yeah. and comes up with a bullshit story? Yeah, they didn't bash me as far as I know in the unemployment scheme. But they know, you know, again, it's all digital and stuff. Yeah, but, but you they had did, a notice stating they, that you were going to receive but they do it. Send, yeah, but they yeah. do send out and they do send a letter to your past employer mm -hmm. and they want to know based on what you've said and what they say so mm -hmm. uh, that could be the process it's slow it, it probably is and they yeah. gave me to finish out the week as a courtesy to finish up whatever major project okay. that I was on so i wasn't lag that well, wasn't that was holding good. up anybody else in the department okay well that was good um yeah speaking yeah. of adventures mm -hmm. i think a little known fact that we haven't stated is you actually are a certified magician at the magic castle not certified <laughs> You still perform at the He's an amateur magician. I have not, I have not performed yet. Oh. I have not actually taken taken an audition. Oh, Except okay. for this, and then woof, out comes the yeah. <laughs> But I, can, I, can, I, can, I have one thing, though. Poof, you're all pilots. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, hey. no, you didn't have to. You didn't have to. Aside, you already knew that. You already knew that, huh? Yeah, you yeah, knew that was coming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, but aside from that, no, I've taken, I've taken a lot of classes. That's okay. what it is. Okay. And I You're a actually, member of it, actually. Yeah, I've been a member for over eight years. That's what it was. Oh, oh, interesting. But I do, but I would have to actually take an audition. I filled out now. I've already filled out. out the application. I've Ooh, already read just sitting there <laughs> several books on magic. Mm -hmm. I've taken maybe thirty classes, so I have you know a pretty good idea of what I would do. I just haven't actually sat down and 
you know, perfected right. two or three different tricks or illusions that I would like to sure. use. That's and then cool. all I have to do is just go down there, turn the application in, mm. and then I'll get an appointment to come in and audition right. in front of the board of directors. That be are great. All, they're all magicians and they have, nice. yeah, and they audition every, I believe it's every Monday of the month. Oh, cool. And they audition up to maybe five or six people. Mm. What got you into it? Like, where did it all start for you? <sighs> you know, I've always loved magic. I remember some of my first experiences at Disneyland when I was a teenager going to the magic store. Yeah. And if you know anything about that, you know, Steve Martin used to hang out there all the time wow. at, the, at the magic store. Mm. And I bought a few magic kits, never really could figure out how to do them. They were kind of, <laughs> I mean, back in the day, they were, you know, just, you know, cups and rings. They're and, little you know, vanity Yeah, kits. just yeah. silly stuff. And I've always had a fascination with it. And, you know, when I was in my senior year in high school, I met somebody who was a magician at the Magic Castle and they took me up there. And, and over the years, I had It's met, been around that long, huh? Oh, they've been around for, this is their 50th anniversary, I think. Wow. Yeah. And so I had a lot of friends that were well, magicians. Well, that's why you told me that it was coming out. Yeah, yeah. And I've known people that, you know, through business that were associate members, which is different than a magician member. It's somebody who loves the magic, the art of magic, and supports the oh, okay, cool. The, the world of magic. That's what I was considering. Uh, yeah, becoming. and so for David? people like that, that's me. I'm an no, associate I'm member. General. I love magic, and you know, having been up there so many times through the years, and as I got near retirement, I thought, you know, I need to find some more things to do. Mm. And so you can help support my new business, <laughs> right? So <laughs> I so, so I decided to join the Magic Castle. Okay. So, do you mind me asking what what a membership fee is? Um, I don't know what it is today. It's probably a lot more. It's probably. I know the initial. Oh, fee. You're, you're grandfathered into the original fees. No, I've already been. No, you pay. I pay. I pay fees every year. There's. Uh, there's oh, okay. The dues are are due every January. Right, 1st. but you're only on dues. You're not on. Right, fees no, no, anymore, I don't pay right. the original. The initial fee for setting everything up, just like when you go somewhere and, you know, initially there's a service, there's a charge, yeah. and then you just pay a monthly fee. So the initial fee back then was a thousand dollars. Yeah. Don't know what it is today. Probably would, something crazy. I would imagine it's it's higher. Plus today, I understand there's a list of maybe over 150 people wow. that would like to be members. When I joined, there was no list. Wow. You know, I turned in my application in. They, you Damn. know, they screened me. They called me up like four days later and said, "Okay, you're good. You're in. You know, come down. We'll have the." Um, initiation or the orientation yeah. and we went down there and they gave us dinner and they walked us around the castle and told us all the different perks and the things that go on and and then every year you pay your membership and this year the membership i think is close to 1300 and la and when i first joined i think it was only maybe nine wow so it goes up every year they have yeah. expenses yeah. right and so i pay every year and i love going up there and i take all my friends family yeah. and nothing else i just like going up there and hanging out yeah. And I know a lot of magicians, and I've met yeah. a lot of people up there. So it's just you know, it's a nice place to hang. Yeah, I was I I was considering it like five years ago. I, I looked into it, and I just never got around to actually joining. But it wouldn't be a bad idea. I, I mean, I love going. Look up for there. someone like you know, for like for you guys that are you know young and you're still you know building your lives. It's a great great way to entertain people. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can network with people. You you know, it's 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 a it's a nice place because it's a membership only. So it's not like anybody can just go up there and go, I think I'm gonna go to the Magic Castle tonight. Right. Yeah, you know, right. It doesn't exactly. happen. So the only way you can actually go there is if you know somebody that can get you in. Uh -huh. Or you're auditioning to be a magician, or I think if you reserve for dinner, no, you can't even no? do that. You know, you need you need somebody to give you a pass. 
Oh. Or to actually get you there. I have passes. I give out passes all the time. Oh. <clears throat> that's how that's how people that that's how people normally go up there. Wow. I could have wow, that's interesting. Don't you guys I, have I, a childhood I, friend or something that Yeah, became, David Gabay. He's yeah. a magician. But I did I I did hear something recently that they were doing. I had an email from them. Apparently they hooked up with the Hilton Honors or with Ooh, Hilton, they have Hilton some Honors, kind yeah. of a connection there where if you stay at their property, you yeah. can actually get, yeah. that might be what you're thinking. Cause Ooh. I just saw this recently. This is mm-hmm. new. This was not before where you can do that. I have Hilton if, Honors. Okay. Yeah, and if you're staying with Hilton and mm-hmm. then you're somewhere in that area, I think that you can get in for dinner and for an evening, just okay. a one time, a one time oh, deal. Okay. Yeah. I've, it, yeah. I, I'm trying to recall the actual person who did tell me that information. I don't think it was David. But I could have sworn that if you went on their website and reserved dinner reservations, that yeah. you can also see the show. Well, if you go there for dinner, you, once you get in, you can stay there the whole night. No, that's what I meant. Like and once see you, all the shows you want. And yeah. You can, and, but, but it's really pricey to get that dinner reservation. It's really pricey. No, yeah. the reservations are nothing. You can get the reservations, but it, they're expensive. Yeah. I okay. mean, they've got this. They've got this unbelievable tomahawk steak. Like seventy five dollars. Yeah, I had yeah, the. Yeah. the, yeah. the I, I think I ate off my friend's plate. It was such. So I can. He said, anything. "I think I, I ate off my friend's plate." Yeah. yeah. Wow. Good thing I don't eat beef. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, even the veggie options and like the salmon and all that stuff. And the, the chicken that I had was like thirty five dollars for the, this one piece of chicken that was like this big. <laughs> but that's standard in any nice restaurant. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. It is. It, it it actually is. I was I was just at where were we. We went to this place in at LA Live called uh, Rosa Mexicano. It's a Mexican restaurant at LA Live. The and one on the yeah. Main Street on Olympia. Yeah, right on next Olympic, to Yard House. Yeah. That's, like, a, right that's a fancy Mexican restaurant. Yeah, they have they, they have really one in fancy. they have one in New York. Dude, off, like, plates uh, are like thirty five. Midtown. Bucks. Oh, I didn't order food there. No, <laughs> I just <yeah>. got <laughs> drinks. Yeah, plates <laughs> are like thirty five bucks. Wow. Like guacamole is like twenty bucks. They charge you for the guacamole. Yeah, yeah. You damn. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's it's table side guacamole, so they'll bring the card out. Oh, and they that's make, right. They make that's it, right. They make it, it for you. I've seen yeah. them make yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that makes you. it more expensive. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. At your table, <laughs> rather than bring it directly oh, yeah. to the kitchen. I mean, no right. matter where you go, I think avocados are overpriced. No matter yeah. where you go, especially since they grow naturally here in California, don't they? Or they it's do. like it's easy they to do. grow them here. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. most of the avocados come out of Mexico. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. That's wow. So let's get to your Christina story because you mentioned it earlier. Um, little background. Um, Mark is my uncle through marriage. He married my mother's sister. Um, so yeah, you take it from there. <laughs> take it from there. Big drum roll. <laughs> so what an not, intro. So basically, he's my uncle. He's my uncle yeah. through marriage. So, so basically, so basically, we lighter pigmentation. We got we got flown to Florida. Yeah. And they put us up for two nights, three days. They gave us, I think, they paid for got, everything. Yeah, they paid All for expense. everything. I think wow. they, I think they gave us like three hundred dollars each spending money. Yeah. Wait, how did you get invited to the show in the first place? Well, my ex-wife, she was watching the show, and like I had said, they had this topic of people that were so different, and so she <laughs> called in and she started talking to them. They were very interested in our story, and they basically said, "We'd like to have you on the show." Oh, oh! I guess the part I'm missing out is what makes the different. Like, I don't, I don't think I've ever met okay. her before. But no, you've never well, met her. Basically, we are really different. We are different <laughs> from everything you can think of: age, education, 
religion. So it's like an opposites attract. Yeah, kind of we thing? are definitely opposites attract. Oh. And so we got flown to Florida mm. and they put us up in this really nice hotel. And the actual day of the taping, they sent a limousine to pick us up, took us to the studio. Wow. We got in, we got in there and they put makeup on us mm. and, you know, ran over everything that we were going to do. They gave me the earpiece. Right, for the translation. Yeah, for the translation. And then we actually got on the show and it was, what an experience. A it good was, experience. A good experience. Oh, oh no, it was, oh. it was like another one of those 15 minutes yeah. of fame. <laughs> 15 ah. minutes of fame. I, I think people fail to understand, just to, just to give context, Christina uh, was coming up around the same time as Oprah. Uh-huh. And she was the Latin version of Oprah. I think I know what you're talking about. Does she have blonde, blonde hair? Yeah, yes. the White. blonde lady. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I watched yes. her show. <laughs> yes. She actually had it. She actually, I think, had an English version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At some point, yeah. A, she se- did. a well, season or two. Here. I didn't care if it was on mute or not, but I thought she was hot. And I thought. <laughs> oh, she's hot. Oh, yeah. No question. She's hot. hot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know about it anymore, but back well, in the day. Yeah, back in the day. When I was younger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, if there's an inheritance involved, she's still hot to me, you know? Yeah. And it was really cool. Wow. Then after the show we got to meet you know we sat and talked to all the people and we got to meet with her and visit and talk and and then we spent the next day touring we went on some river tour and saw all the beautiful houses and you know it was your first time in miami my first time miami and i then we went to hooters i'd never been to hooters before (laughs) there was hooters back yeah there was nowadays like yeah you're going to hooters (laughs) yeah but back then it was like oh yeah but it it was fun it was you know another another interesting experience oh wow yeah just like my first podcast right right (laughs) this is your first podcast okay do you listen to podcasts at all i have ever heard of i've never listened to one (laughs) i know what they are i did some research i wanted to understand it more well you can just listen to our podcast yeah I'm just, old, I'm just old school, so yeah. I, you know this is really new for me, but it's it's fun. It's, oh, okay, it's different and cool. It's and like a pro, like a private radio show or a radio. Sh- it's almost like a radio show anybody can now do or present. Correct. Almost like Correct. anybody can be a director now with the phone. Oh, on YouTube yeah, you can make an, anything and upload and then yeah, distribution. Start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uncensored radio show. Yeah, uncensored radio. The, un- uncensored the radio. most uncensored of all. Oh, uncensored. And speaking of censorship, <laughs> Let's just kids on. You've taken several amazing trips, and one of those was out to China specifically, right? Wait, yeah, what? Correct. Speaking of censorship, yeah. Oh, censor. Nice. Oh, censorship. Because everything yeah. in China is censored. And what? some of the pictures that you shared with me, it just looked. I mean, it looks like an amazing fucking place, man. It's an amazing country. Um, you went to like the back part of China or like Hong Kong or something? Oh, no. I was in China. Oh, okay. I went to the Great Wall of China, oh. walked around for a couple hours. Nice. Uh, another trip, I went to go see the Terracotta Soldiers Ooh, in Xi'an. Cool. Um, How close can you get to those things? Pretty close. Yeah? Pretty close. I was able to walk along a railing and you could, you know, see them like where you guys are sitting. Wow. Do they look, I mean, they, it's, a, it's, ama- it's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Just to think that someone actually built yeah. that, you know? No, what's more amazing is just the country is really old. and Yeah, Joe, people, that's not amazing at all. <laughs> Fuck whatever you were talking about. Yeah. What, people, what people don't understand, though, is China is an ancient country where they had emperors. Mm. So it's not like the modern world today. And for two or 3,000 years, emperors controlled everything. And then you had all the different levels of the people from serfs close, and, all yeah, that, yeah. Serfs and all the way down all the way down the road. And they had, I don't know, five, six, seven, 10, 13 emperors mm-hmm. over you know, all these thousands of years. Long and after Rome. So they developed right. yeah. differently than we did. It, it was different the way they, the way their country was. And then it wasn't until like the, what, the 40s and the 50s that Mao came along 
and you know the whole revolution and a lot of people died and and white people came along no not in china (laughs) not in china not in china trust me not in china (laughs) no ticky no washi no but but, (laughs) no but but serious so so all these emperors had you know they had these beautiful things that they built in you know in their memory just like in just like in egypt Egypt. where they where where the egyptians built the pyramids to enclose their bodies in china they had all these different mausoleums and things that they built so this one emperor decided that after in the afterlife he wanted to be protected with his army so he thought i'll build an army Mm -hmm. and so he built this army of terracotta soldiers that protected him but what's more interesting is some of these emperors you don't even know where they're actually buried we actually went to this one site, mm. and this was after we'd seen the terracotta soldiers. And there's this one site where somewhere on a hillside is where he's buried. And what the story goes is that the people that took the emperor and buried him, they were all killed. So nobody would be able to talk <gasps> and tell shit. you where he was buried. So he's basically somewhere on this hillside. There's oh. other things to hit in his name that are there, but not the actual burial site. Yeah. That particular, oh, shit. That that's some crazy emperor. shit about My humans and, and the, yeah. the power and the mentality of that that we have. Because we would think, you know, all those Roman and Egyptians are doing some wild shit, but then we hear something like oh, this. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and China's a very old country, but the most amazing thing is the politics. Because I was able to read two English edition newspapers of the Chinese paper, mm-hmm. and you would see stories how they would talk about the world. That you right, and I don't right, see here. Right, yeah. I would see stories in North Korea. You'd see stories about Venezuela and all these countries that we oh, don't that, have any. That we don't have the access. That to, we don't right. have access to. So you would see all the things they're talking about and the political mm. stuff and how they even think about this country. Really, and you'd read stories about what they talked about the politicians and mm. anything and curious, anything I, uh, that stood out for you. Not really stood out, but what I, I think what stood out for me more was on the first the first time I was there, and I went to the Great Wall, and I went to Tiananmen Square. Right, and you're oh, familiar with the, of course with yeah, yeah, all yeah. the history of the Tiananmen Square. And our tour guide, I was I would walk with him alone. I would make sure that I was separate because I wanted to ask him questions. Huh. Right, that he wouldn't. Uh, that yeah. he, and, and I asked him questions about Tiananmen Square. And he was very hesitant. He looked to the right, to the left. He kept looking around because he, had, you know, he was scared. Yeah, yeah. And then he told me, I was a student when Tiananmen Square happened. He was at the university where, the, where Tiananmen Square started. Uh. And then they all gravitated to Tiananmen Square. And he said he was actually there. Oh, but wow. he, didn't, he was not part of it. But he started talking about it. Then he stopped. And then he said, I think I've said enough. Wow. But he yeah. said a lot. And he shared some of his insight. And it's just amazing. I was walking through this history. And then I also went to pay my respects to Mao Zedong. Okay. He had this big, um, beautiful mausoleum. And you went inside. And before you went inside, you bought flowers. Everybody bought flowers. Mm. And it was a beautiful bushel of white flowers. And you'd go inside. And if you ever seen the Lincoln Memorial? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's kind of like that. You go inside and there's a big, giant, statuesque thing of Mao Zedong. And people put their flowers down. If I tell you there was 10,000 bu- bushels of flowers there, there was 20. Okay. Oh, and then they would shit. just get rid of them and another 10,000. Every single person came in, paid their respect, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And then you start to walk single file. And I'm talking to my girlfriend, shh. And the guards are going, shh, single file, shh. And you walk inside and there he is laying in state. Now, I don't know if it's him or not, but there was a body there and it looked like, a, like him. 
I'm not really sure exactly what I was seeing, if it was real or not. I'm assuming it was. Uh -huh. But then you walk through single file, very quietly paying your respects to Mao Zedong. So I did ah, that as well. Okay. And then just, you know, aside from the politics, it's an amazing country. They've come so far since the revolution. Mm. And they have, we went on a bullet train from, from her hometown to Beijing, a five-hour train ride. Oh, cool. And they serve food and, mm. and every... It seemed like every 15, 20 minutes looking out the window, you see another, I don't know, 15, 20 huge towers of apartment buildings. I've yeah. never seen so many apartment buildings and places where people live. I mean, this is a country where they have super cities that hold like 1.6 million people, wow. 2 million, 3 million, 4 million, 50 million, 100 million. Mm. I mean, it's just- New York doesn't even compare. Yeah. Doesn't even compare. You're talking about a country that's, that's probably over 1.5 billion people. Jesus. And they have super cities that, you know, are maybe 500 million people. Is the other parts of China just not occupiable? It's uh, occupiable. They're making, uh, they're making progress, but there are some. It's a big, it's a big place. It's a big place. Spread have, out. There's a lot of poverty still. Yeah. But you don't see it. It's out in the countryside. Mm -hmm. And you have and people that are living in dirt, people eating off the land, people that can't even, don't even have shoes. And then you come to, you know, inside China, some of the nicer areas, uh -huh. and you see these beautiful homes and restaurants. They have thousands of restaurants. I went to a mall to go see a movie. All the movies are in 3D. All the movies have reserved seats. They have just beautiful concession stands and the mall. You walk in the mall. I think we, walk, we went to that mall for breakfast, lunch, and dinner at least four <laughs> times, and I went to a different restaurant every single day. Mm, that's crazy. Every, wow. Never saw some. One level alone, there's like 15 restaurants. They have mall after mall after mall. There's like, we went down this one street. Which I must have seen mall. <laughs> 15 malls. Yeah. And each one was probably three times the size of the Northridge Mall. Yeah. Any of the mall wow. I've ever seen in this country. Yeah. Four, five, six stories high. They could just go deep for, it feels like a mile, but not huh. literally. But So just, I take it the nightlife is amazing out there. <laughs> uh, the nightlife's amazing. They don't, they don't really go to bars. They don't really drink. Really? They go to the baths. They have like these big bathhouses. Ah. And people go there and they socialize. It's okay. like, it's a social system. And then we went to this one um, park and there were all these older senior citizens and they're all wearing the same color outfits. And they're doing all kinds of exercises to music. Oh, <laughs> they're yeah. bopping to the music, going right, left, up and down, this way and that way. And they're, and that's what they do. Uh. And then you have kids on rollerblades. You have kids riding bikes. And people right. spend their outdoor. They don't do like we do here. We don't. They don't sit in their house watching TV, rotting away on the couch. Yeah. You know, they go out and they're actually doing things, physical things. And it's just amazing. And you know, between the food. We walked down some of these places and there were foods. I don't even know what the hell I was looking at. And she said, try it. So I'm trying it. I'm eating all this stuff. I have an iron stomach. I oh, never okay, get sick. Okay. I can eat pretty much everything. Plus, before I went, I got inoculated for everything, including typhus. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I took a five-day regimen, a live, a live dose, a dead, a live, a dead, and a live dose. And I got all kinds of shots. So mm. I wasn't fearful of anything. I never got sick. Do people get shots to come into the United States? Yes. They do? I okay. think I think you do. I think I, all I've heard is people getting a shit ton of shots to go in any other country, you even do. like into Europe. And you, like, do. you do, you do, yeah. you do. Know, so you get a lot of shots. That's so crazy. But it's just you know, it's an amazing place. I mean, you know, between the politics, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, seeing the things that you don't see here, culture shocks, culture right? shock, and all the amazing food. Did you do karaoke out there? No, we did not do karaoke. <laughs> I don't even do karaoke here. He <laughs> <Okay. laughs> was like, karaoke is not me. I know though, China has like a huge population uh, problem, and and um, I just I was. I can't remember what I was watching recently, but they, they were saying that 
the the male to woman ratio right now it's like it's 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 it, yes. millions 34 there's, i think it was like 34 million men over women there's a, there's a big yeah. yeah there's a big gap there's a lot of men that don't have wives and mm-hmm. they'll probably never get married mm-hmm. i don't think it's the same number you're talking about okay. it could be but i did see a number where it was like in the thousands like 40 50,000 mm. or something where they don't have they, there's no there's no women to marry yeah, because within their own community, or I mean, like that's because there's I mean, some guy big, out there with seven women. out of pocket in the in the <laughs> whole pockets, okay, in the, in the population, okay. Because yeah. does that mean like there's no interest well, in people? Well, that's to... the thing though. For for the for the longest time, um, you couldn't have more than one child. Yes, they in just China. they just they changed just that. changed that like five because years the ago. The population maybe. is aging so fast exactly. now; right. they're dying right. off, and and so they have to do something to. Or else America will come so now you can't yeah, get over. Plus, <laughs> plus, they retire you early there. If you're a woman, you might be retired at age 50. But think about this. Mm. You've got 1.4 billion people, and you stay on your job to your 60 or 70, like we do in this country. Where are they going to have jobs? Mm. So yeah. people have to be pushed out. Men don't even last till maybe 60. Mm. Maybe. So it's, you know, it's real different as far as that. Right. Plus, it's just it's just an amazing place. I mean, everywhere you go, you're looking at history. Right. You see old history, new history. Mm. We went to when we were in Sion, we we stayed at this hotel that was in the middle of the city and there was a wall that surrounded the city. And it was almost like the Great Wall of China, but it was in much better condition and it was probably about, I don't know, half a mile wide on the top. You could ride bikes, you can walk and it enclosed oh, wow. the whole city. Mm. So there was four entrances, north, south, east and west. You'd come in through an arch into the city and they would have all these old old the bell tower the drum tower mm-hmm. wow. and then right there's a modern hotel and next to that's a, a house that might have been there for two thousand years i mean it's just you know it's just fortress it was just, yeah. <laughs> yeah you see you see the modern world and the ancient world all blending together oh cool and it's not even remotely close to something like like that you'll see like out here. Where, where the first 13 colonies were. Like, exactly. You totally know, different. It's, it's we're only 200 like yeah, years exactly. old, barely. Mm-hmm. We're talking thousands we're of talking years. We're talking thousands of years. Mm-hmm. It's you like know. when you go out to England, when you go yeah. into Europe, you see a bunch of the same the old thing. and the, the yeah, Gothic. The, the same thing. Yeah. You see a lot Have of old stuff. Have you been to Europe or Egypt I've been or any of those places? I've been, I've been through Europe too. Oh, okay. I've been through maybe 20 countries. Wow. Been there to Japan, is. Canada, Mexico. Did you do any uh, adventuring, uh, looking for buried treasure anywhere? No, <laughs> but, when, but, when, but when I was in Italy, I got to go to the Colosseum. Oh, cool. And Very I actually nice. got to go all the way to the bottom of the Colosseum. Ooh. In those days, nothing was chained off yet. Right, right. And it was pretty much open. So I, I went know. to the very God, bottom sucks. and I laid down and looked up and I thought, oh my God, I can just see all the Christians screaming and yelling <laughs> the blood as, as the lion comes into the den with, the, with his gladiator. Yeah. And I thought, wow, how amazing this history is. Yeah. And I went to some places that it's hard to describe because I believe in, I've been here before. I believe in the afterlife. I oh, think I we, we come okay. back like reincarnation. 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 And I went into several places, including the Cathedral of Notre Dame. Mm. And I got these chills. Like, I think I've been here before. This is not my first time. Oh, okay. And I went to the Dome of the Rock mm, in, wow. in Jerusalem. I went to the Wailing Wall. I went to Bethlehem. I went to places and I felt like I've been here before. Like, was, this is not my first roundup. Did you pick these places because you no, personally wanted to or no, somebody no, else? No, I went with my dad the first time. Oh, my dad and okay. I never really got along, and I was very rebellious mm. teenager. And, you know, I had long hair back then, too, and I was, you know, very rebellious. And so my dad said, why don't we take a trip? I said, okay, where to? And he goes, we'll go to Europe. Damn. My parents and, never and, we went to the, and we went to the <laughs> Mercedes-Benz factory in Stuttgart, Germany, okay. and picked up a brand-new Mercedes. 
And, wow. took, and, and took off from there. And we drove around Europe for about three and a half weeks. What, so did, big what did your dad do? What was, he, what was his occupation? My dad was an, a clothing manufacturer. Oh, he said that earlier, but, Keenan. But he, was, but he was really successful. Well, I mean, he could. <laughs> he, had, he had several companies. One of them went from zero to $8 million the first year. He had another company that within four years, they were doing $36 million. Amazing. So there were some, you know, pretty successful companies. And that's where I got a lot of my business experience working mm-hmm. in shipping, receiving sales, you know, all the various parts of it. I can pretty much everything in that industry. So we had a lot of fun. We drove to some interesting places. We mm. went across the Berlin Wall. Oh, wow. Uh, before we, it was taken we, down? Before it was taken down. We crossed from West Germany to the Democratic Republic of East Germany, mm. staying on one road, couldn't divert, couldn't get right. off. We had to change license plates. We had to take in their Democratic Republic of East Germany marks, which were worth absolutely nothing. Worth nothing outside. Yeah. Yeah. And then we crossed through Checkpoint Charlie, which you probably have heard of. That was one of the major checkpoints after World War II that was established to go into East Berlin. Wow. And so we crossed from um, East Berlin into West Berlin. And I remember seeing machine gun towers with real people in them. The the metal things in the in the road and, oh, wow. and all kinds of barriers and who knows if there was explosives I would have like imagined still mines on yeah, yeah I would imagine there there probably was and we were crossing over and of course I was young stupid and I go wow this is cool and that's my suitcase so they took my suitcase flipped it upside down searched everything they even cut the seats in the car and this was a they cut the seats a little to Brand look inside wow. yeah just to see what we were doing they were just being assholes damn. And then when we got into West Berlin, we had to switch our plates again mm-hmm. and give back the East Germany place. Take our, <laughs> and then I remember going in there and I went to a restaurant to get something to eat. And this was on the East German side mm. and sat in this restaurant for about an hour and a half. Nobody there. The display case had some pastries. And I said, I want some pastries. I want to get rid of the money because it was not, not right. worth anything. Yeah. And for an hour and a half, I'm sitting there with this girl I met. Mm-hmm. And finally, they waited on us. And then I came to the realization with some talking to other people that there's no motivation. Everyone's the same. Y'all earn the same. Y'all do the same. Uh. It's a socialist country. It's communism. Mm-hmm. Hell, I was in my dad's country in Hungary. And everywhere I went, they had busts of Lenin on their TVs. And my dad said, just be careful what you say. Don't say anything like the walls have ears. Oh. And I mailed letters and cards back home from some of these countries. And everything was blacked out. There was hardly anything there. And my friend says, why'd you even bother sending this to me right. when you were going to black? I didn't black, I didn't black anything out. Everything was censored. They read everything before it left the country. They did the censoring. Damn. And then it got to here. Wow. Yeah. And we was, complain about our... <laughs> oh, no, I went, in, I went into a club one night with my yeah. cousin. And all of a sudden, the place went silent. And I go, what the hell's going on? He goes, shh, don't say anything. And then came the secret police. Wow. And they came around asking questions. Then they came to my table and they started asking me all kinds of questions. Where's my passport? Where am I from? What am I doing here? Dot, 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 dot. And I went, oh my God, I thought I was going to get arrested. <laughs> and but my cousin kind of talked his way out of it and said, okay, you know, he's here visiting his passports at the house. We can go get it. We're like 10 minutes from here. And, you know, and I, but yeah. It makes it, it definitely makes it sound like we're in a bubble here in America with all that stuff. <laughs> this going is such on. a different world from yeah. some of the places that I've been in the, Things that I've seen, I've seen places that look like the war descended yesterday. Yeah. I mean, some places still have a war happening. And some places still have a war happening. It's fucking crazy. It's just because they don't have a central bank there yet, you know, but (laughs) that's a whole different topic. No ATMs yet or Starbucks? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Once you see that, you know you're good. Or, I mean, Jamba. 
what 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 the perception of good is because you know it's not the same anymore. That's crazy, yeah. man. So I, you know, I, I I recall I recall a time that uh, I was hanging out with you and you you get let me borrow like a, one of your books that your dad actually wrote, mm-hmm. um, which was a fascinating history of just like just how much sacrifice was made and and how much community mattered. You know, community in the old times mattered. People oh, very people, much. <laughs> yeah, people had communities. People cared. The world has changed so Wealth much. Wealth was redistributed amongst each other to yeah. help, you know, of course, everybody worked hard. Everybody yeah. worked hard. But see, there's no internet. There's no, there's no cell phones. There was no, nothing. It was totally, yeah. it was totally different. You had, you to, have had to rely on each yeah. other. I yeah. mean, you know, you mailed a letter and, it, you know, you could wait a week for a letter to get right. there. And, you know, it was just different. Today, you pick up your laptop and in two seconds you send an email and it's there and Within a split second, mm-hmm. and you can talk to anybody anywhere, at any point. So in time. it's almost bound to happen, regardless. Once mm-hmm. the technology started to grow, of course, it automatically meant people would start to distance themselves. Exactly. That's why I'm glad I'm part of like a group like you guys. TSG and all that stuff too. <laughs> I wasn't going there, but yeah. No, 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 no. It's a big community. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, it is. But you know, the fact that we have this show and we're able to talk all the time. We and, meet regularly. You know, we meet yeah. regularly. And I mean, that's part of the reason I had joined Freemasonry for, for a while before I, I walked away from it was because I, I wanted to be a part of something bigger than myself. Exactly. You know what I mean? Uh, is probably this something same, bigger? Same reason uh, you joined the Magic Castle probably also. Mm-hmm. there's It's about being... Same with TSG for it's me. It's like family. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't have like a family. There, there's, you have there's, us. What are you talking about? One oh, of the, one of the, the it's, it's important, right? It's important to be able to be a part of something bigger than yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. There's, well, there's, something, something, that we need. there's something to the psyche of being human that, that, that right. it fulfills. But as technology is starting to you know, become more easy access and abundant, that may or may not be lost. I mean, we're, well, we're that's starting you to, have now to find, s- find the counter. We're searching for yeah, it. Yeah. But then maybe in the future, a lot of those communities that we're searching for will go to the digital age as well. VR, whatnot, who, who knows? I don't know, whatever it is. Whatever the new Oh, yeah, virtual thing reality, will be. that's going to be a thing, man. And then oh, you're gosh. meeting people headset. and doing stuff in a headset and not in person. It's becoming impersonalized. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, why I don't like so, that's why social media for me is like, it's horrible. That's why we need aliens to come so we can bound together. I, mean, I, just, I, just, I just read an article the other day. Some, some scientist or something said that. He knew there was life on Mars 40 years ago, and they're starting to find some of that now. They're starting to find all these... You mean like organisms or microorganisms? Well, they're finding or? runes that look like some of the runes here, like what might have been oceans and things. Uh, so there's... Uh, what? He's, he's uh, big on aliens. And no, I, I, I mean, like, I don't know if I can release... Okay, a certain someone, <laughs> uh, high-ranking, that I ran into and had a conversation with, uh, I'm keeping this as vague as possible because sure, I'm also trying sure. to get a job from them. Uh, <laughs> but they gave me some information about we were just shooting the shit on uh, uh, expeditions out in space. And they mentioned that they found or seen some holes or craters in the moon. But the craters are cylindrical. So like as if somebody like drilled into the cut moon. Cut into them, yeah. But they're huge. Like huge, huge. I believe it. Yeah. China just landed. Like it's too t- perfect. China, and China. Yeah. So I'm like, I mentioned it like, oh, it's like it could have been somebody drilled into it. And they, they kind of nod their head. They didn't say anything. But it's like, whoa, I just gotten some serious information that's like. And you kind of just <laughs> stared at each other quietly. Just, yeah. You were saying China. Did no, what? I was going to say China just landed 
on the moon, um, uh, on, the do- on the dark side of the moon, mm-hmm. not, yes. not the, not the mm-hmm. lit side. And so we just, haven't done that, huh? No, we haven't or, done that. Or we're and not they, releasing information saying what's on there. Yeah, but they're saying they're releasing a little and they're finding mm-hmm. some really interesting things. Plus, I think they just grew some kind of plant that I just saw yeah. a couple of days ago on the news. Well, I mean, China's doing a whole bunch Wait, of stuff, they but grew us a plant yeah. not being yeah. incubated. Yeah. Yeah. Just us grew as something America the is not released. So China's doing a whole bunch of great shit on the moon, but we're not telling them that we we're not admitting what we're, we're what china's doing as far as america's concerned america's uh because it would be bad community. political news yeah because we're not doing yeah because yeah, we're yeah. not doing it we're not yeah. doing very much as a country i don't i really no, think we're we not. used to be a country and this is something else when i remember growing up we were a country we made tvs we made cars we made stereos you had rca you had Zenith. You had a lot of big companies. I remember Zenith. Yeah, <laughs> that, you know that made all the stuff. And today, what do we have today? Cars come from another Imports. country. We have SpaceX. We, we get we get all of our stereos, TVs, and everything from other countries. We, we don't have all social media influence. We have social media. We, we, <laughs> yeah. we, don't, we don't we don't do anything. We don't yeah. make anything. We don't well, build anything. We depend nothing on nothing tangible. Yeah, yeah, nothing tangible. Everything's digital. Everything we create is right. digital. That's when you we, ask. What and we, we don't even have, we don't even have the brain power. We yeah. bring in brain power from other That's countries. True. That's true. You know, or they come here. Yeah. Well, they come here, but yeah. we also bring them here. And we invite them. We allow them to come. Because we don't have the we don't have the, the brain power to do it, mm-hmm. and yet we have brain power here. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And then they come here and they and they, they educate themselves. <laughs> they learn about all these things. We teach them all this wonderful stuff, and then a lot of them go back to their own countries yep. and take all this knowledge and apply it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Don't even apply it here. Mm-hmm. And 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 because it's also uh, liberally applied out there, whereas here it's like, well, wait, wait, wait. This might destabilize. Like for example, fossil fuels. If we if we cut into their pay now. It's a problem, but we've had the technology to go green years ago, but it would destabilize a lot of economies. It'd be a redistribution of wealth. And Mm -hmm. that's why I think a lot of people who do learn here eventually go, well, fuck this. Like, you're like, I'm done. I'm out of here. Or their country gives them more incentive to go back. It's a shame because I think, I think that war is also an outdated business model because it is let no mistake be made a business model. It's a business. Absolutely. And absolute business. And right now it's really, I mean, we're, we're running out of places to bomb. (laughs) You know what I mean? Thank you. We really are. And, and when that happens, and everyone sees that there's no, there's really no point for it because, I, and then our, then our economy will tank exactly mm-hmm. we, because that's all we have. Our economy thrived so much during the '60s and the '70s with Vietnam and yeah. and all these wars that we put ourselves into, and that's big business. Oh yeah, it's the it's the only thing that we're creating. That's the only thing we're creating. Iron Man, Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That's what we're doing. Yeah, thank you. That's, that's what we're doing. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's is a very good point. And when we start running out of shit to bomb. And people to hurt, and everyone realizes that we've had all. Because uh, there's a an author, Yuval Noah Harari. He wrote a book, Sapiens, and then he wrote Homo Deus, right? And uh, it was a fascinating read all the way through to both volumes. He wrote another one, but it's not relevant. And what what, what he said is, right now, any famine uh, or um, or war is is less out of necessity and more out of political reason. We literally have enough to feed everybody in the world. It's all we, political. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. All disease is our, is is no longer something like there's very few far and like minimal things. It's all contained if it does exist, but really we have no excuse for poor health. We or, don't. Or or anything. Literally education all yeah, it's, it's lighting. Uh everything is political right now. Mm-hmm. Any any sort of hurt in the world is political right now. 
it's not necessary. Pain is no longer necessary beyond our own, um, our, our own undeveloped uh, character. And that's the saddest fucking truth to know. And, and as somebody who, you know, you've been able to see the world change so much, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that this doesn't land on deaf ears where it's like, what, what, what do you imagine the future might hold? Is it, do, are you afraid for your grandchildren, let's say? Or? The, fu- the future scares me. It really does because we're fucking it up and we're destroying the planet. And look at all the things that are, look at all the stuff going on that people are saying no climate, there's no climate problem. <laughs> Did you just see the other day, I think it was in Wyoming or Dakota, and in the morning the temperature was like 80 degrees, and then five, six hours later it dropped to seven below and they mm. had snow. Yeah. Colorado had the same thing, I think, just a couple wow. days ago. Yeah, they did. It We've was, yet to it go was mild temperatures <laughs> in the middle of the day that all of a sudden out of nowhere, yeah. the temperatures drop and it's snowing. There's two feet of snow yeah, on the yeah. ground. Now, how weird is that in October? <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine was so, just in Colorado and that happened. They were like, yo, it was only like 80 degrees this morning. Mm. Yeah, and then I mean, all of a sudden there was snow. So yeah. yeah, there's some weird shit going on. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's scary. It, it does. It scares me. How much of it is weather manipulation? You talking about... Uh, uh, I mean, you know, there, there was probably a, a point in time where they used it for war, but you know, I, I think, I think, really, yeah, the the problem really is just we've destabilized the natural resources that we that we have. I can't remember the name of it anymore. What? It's, it's uh, a chemtrail. No, it's a government program where they harp. Harp. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, ma- yeah microwave uh, radiation. That's waves. why we had that whole earthquake on July Fourth and everything. Same thing. Which yeah, it had, we hit Japan with it. Uh, you know, they've just, got earthquakes in the middle of this country, which I never even knew existed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah. technically, in the middle of this country is a ridiculously huge volcano. So once I, that goes, oh, in Yosemite. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I mean, I can easily take us all out. Damn. <laughs> Way to bring it down, and then, no, no, no. <laughs> you, you know the crazy part about that is that we don't even think of that as destroying us immediately. It's like we we dismiss it, but it it could happen. It covers more than in any three second, quarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh, one third of the country. Like it's all from That's Washington, how big the Washington to Texas. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, there's a lot of volcanoes. And, and then not to mention Los Angeles alone has this big fault line. Oh, I hell mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine the volcano goes off and rocks everything so hard that the fault line yeah, cracks the rest of California and then fills up with water? <sighs> I mean, talk about Mother Nature putting in some uh, safety clauses just in case <laughs> some, their, its creation gets out of control. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, yo, yeah. so just in case these humans fuck it up. This is we're gonna destroy him like this. I mean, snap. <laughs> a, a lot like you, I believe. I believe the in snap, reincarnation yeah. a lot, you Literally. know. And and I mean, I don't know. I don't know where you are now, but I, I have, how many moments have you lived where you really felt like, wow, this this is all happening for a reason? Many times, I've yeah. had I've had dreams of places that I had never been, and then I go there, and then I go, oh my god, wow! I've been to places where I had a vision of a kitchen going up the back back stairs. And then I got there and we pull in the driveway and we're going up the back stairs right into the kitchen. Mm. And I go, whoa, I had a dream like this like last week. Do you consider that deja vu of some sort? Or is that uh, totally different than what you're... Deja vu is... Deja vu is like... Yeah. Because I've heard two different uh, variations. One, either dream, <laughs> glitch or you dream it, then it happens. Or you've actually really experienced it and you just re-experience it over again. Or a vision of feeling. No, this was a first time. These were first time visions. Oh, okay. I've, okay. I've had I've had people come to me in my dreams that have died, mm, wow. and have come to talk to me, 
to say yeah. goodbye, and then the next day I find out they died over the during the night. Oh, so yeah, I've had Damn. I've had yeah. I've had visions like that. I've had visions of being places, just like when I was in Europe and some other places where I've I felt I was here before. I mm. I know all this. This is not new for me, and that's when I started believing in reincarnation and that we come yeah. we've been here okay. before. And you know, can't really explain it. Just mm. it's just a feeling. Some things really in life just can't be explained. But see, that would super suck because that means you have you can't go anywhere else in the universe. You just come back here. No, we well, a big I mean, ass... then there's the idea of karmic cycles and being able to oh, learn there's your other less, stuff. Yeah, learn you don't your just lessons. get replaced back here. No, I, I, okay. there's like there's a, there's a lot of studies. Like there's part of like there's chapters of like Freemasonry that study specifically that esoteric stuff and even things that are that are uh, aligned close to it, but not exactly Freemasonry. And it's about like oh. going through the levels of helping the evolution of humanity. Okay. You know, because I mean? when they ask you, you know, when you re- get reincarnated or if you believe in that, what would you like to come back as? It's like. There's a big ass universe out there. I can. I want to go in some other place, and not come back here. That's an interesting concept. I never really thought about it. Like that. <laughs> I want to go. Want to, you yeah. could end up somewhere else. Well, in yeah. The, there, in there's the world. there's the there's the idea the that the there's the idea that all the circumstances you're currently facing, your soul had asked for, because that's what they wanted to work on this time around. I, I, I was like, I don't want any of this no, shit. And, and, and you soul, think that you think I'm about that. to talk to my soul. I don't want to be broke. You think that, but but yeah. there, there are lessons to be learned in those things. And 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 sometimes you may be the only person of your of your type and your caliber and your essence that can shift the balance for for whatever it is the experience you chose to have. It's it's like super meta, okay. but suffice it's it to say meta. that everything is happening exactly the way you wanted to prior to coming here. Like the idea. I've behind, heard of that. that and I'll, t- I'll tell you. Before. I'll tell you what happened. Okay, I'll mm-hmm. tell just one story that I rarely tell people. Uh, prior to becoming a Freemason, I was interested in visiting what is place called the Philosophical Research Society over in Los Feliz, just uh, okay, founded yeah. by a man named Manly P. Hall. Him and a couple of colleagues got together and he he was claimed to be born remembering, which is why he was so prolific and wrote so many books. Mm. They weren't considered uh, uh, professorial type of books where like they had academic backing because he didn't cite a lot of his sources. But anybody who's ever read his shit generally tends to give it Believe support. It. Yeah. yeah. And um, and so since then, the person who was the president at that time had also gotten his uh, his uh, his. PhD from the Philosophical Research Society in uh, reincarnation, and when I when I when I applied to to be able to visit the library because they have rare books, they're essentially trying to rebuild the uh, the Library of Alexandria there. Mm-hmm. Um, they they had only agreed to let me in because there was some um, Prince Hall Masons, which is uh, uh, and and a black division of Masonry. And Prince Hall should really be taught in school, but he's not. But he was he was a free man who helped during the uh, the American Revolution. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was the guy that 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 um that that took that took a ship, right? Mm-hmm. And and he would transport slaves under undercover and stuff. Yeah, I, I, and I and so that. so these guys were were renting out the library <laughs> to hold a meeting. And so what I'm happening is uh, they, they said the reason why they allowed me to come in, because that was the only reason I was able to be there, is because they don't believe in mistakes, right? So when I show up, um, you, have to, you have to get a book and choose what you want to read because it's not a free library where you just pick books out. Um, and whatever book I, I landed on, the re- I had all these topics, and I was like, oh, reincarnation. Let me see what's, what that's all about, right? And the book that I got, um, 
I'm listening to the Masons talk and they're busy discussing why a circle is a square, which whatever, you know, at the time I had no idea what that <laughs> meant. And then uh, the president comes into the library and he's like, so what book did you choose? I said, reincarnation is fascinating. He's like, yep, that's what I wrote my book in. And that's what Manly P. Hall was really big on. And uh, essentially, yeah, you, your whole, their whole belief is that your soul chooses exactly, it, it sees the whole life and what it's, what's going to be, you know, this is determinism at this point, right? But they believe that your soul sees your entire life play out and says, yep, that's a lesson that needs to be learned for the completion of my evolution. Because the understanding is that we have, as a species, evolved as far as we can with instinct and basic automatic processes. Mm -hmm. And now it's where we have to consciously, we are alive to the degree that we consciously choose every moment of our lives. Think of how hard that is to consciously be present at all times. That's how I live my life. And that and that, and that and that and only that will continue to further evolve us. That's there's a there's a golden mean, and you know, the universe kills indiscriminately, right? It just it just it just kills just based on an average, right? And and most people who just decide they just want to live on the autopilot. Well, they're no longer necessary for the evolution of the species. But the people with the stronger will, the stronger drive to be conscious about what they're doing and to create with purpose, those are the ones that are now furthering the evolution of the species according to a whole study of reincarnation Me. and all these things. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> another, co another concept for reincarnation for me is looking at all the people in the world that are gifted, young people that are gifted musicians that are intellectuals kids that go to college at 13 right yeah <laughs> I, I think to myself they're involuntary reincarnated yeah they're not really sure where they came from but they definitely have Savants. been here before Just... and now they take they take it to this next level mm -hmm. and that's where all these people come from that's where you see all yeah. these and they're in every country everyone everyone has them you read about them all the time, mm -hmm. you know, gifted musicians, intellectual people that Elon you know, Musk is probably one of those people. Man. Yeah. <laughs> and so you have to wonder what part of reincarnation does that play? Well, right. I, how many, how, is there a particular reason why a lot of these people who are gifted, who may uh, fall under that cate category, do not remember at Abs all? Absolutely. Like, is it purposely erasable or? Abs I, I would believe so. There's a fascinating novel written by Anne shares i believe called my name is memory that gives a f it's fantastical and it's not real but it illustrates a concept of a love story uh uh that doesn't start out as a love story it's actually the opening scene is uh a soldier uh way back in some time with like a blade or whatever and that, that that yeah that that lights a hut on fire and as he's lighting the hut makes contact with a little girl eye contact and from that scene, right, those two souls are met in the next lifetime uh, oh, wow. where, where that girl is the wife of his brother. Um, and, and then that lifetime goes into another lifetime where now they're both high school students. Wow. Um, so it's kind of like he, only, only he remembers. Yeah, but only he remembers her. Wow. And then he finds out that his brother, kind of, who also follows him along the... Uh, who becomes different roles or whatever, but that he also remembers, but that he has evil intent behind his remembering. Mm. It's a fascinating story, but suffice it to say that like uh, up to a certain age of three, I think that she was saying, and the age of three is right before the age of three, kids no longer can remember their past lives, but up to the age of three. But before that, they can, they're connected to all the things and that's why it's, it's all The innocence. One. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, the yeah. innocence that they 
retain that allows them. That's crazy. That's and if, crazy. if you try to think back to when you were three, I mean, I, at least when I was three, everything was kind of like a like a buzz. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was all a buzz. Hmm. I used to I used to just sit and stare at like the. Three. I used to sit and like just stare at like I would close my eyes and I would see. I, it sounds crazy. I never actually have never told anyone this. I would close my eyes and see like stars, like 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 a galaxy when wow. I was a kid, and I was and I would I was so into it that I'd be there for a while and then I'd open my eyes and be like, okay, well, I mean, at this point I'm just killing time, but yeah. I, I could do that. And for, I would be going somewhere. I don't even know where it wasn't a thought that I had, but it was a journey I was taking. It reminds me of like, I'm like, I've, I say this all the time, but I'm, I'm, I'm a consumer, right? So I, I consume media. I consume, you know, products. I love, I love just buying things. You have every and, subscription yeah, to every I have yeah. every subscription to everything. And I think that's my connection to other lives. Like I can watch a movie and really be invested in the movie and the characters and live that and have that feeling. Like uh, Phil, Phil and I recently a couple of weeks ago watched went and watched Ad Astra, right? Oh yeah. And uh, Brad, that's Brad that, Pitt. that Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt movie. astronaut. Oh, yeah. okay. astronaut. Okay. Holy shit. Yeah, like, that was a pretty was powerful message. Really, it, it, I don't know, like just watching it, I felt like I was living it. Mm-hmm. Like I really was engaged in it. And I, got, I, I haven't been able to stop thinking about that movie because it just, it gave me this feeling like, like if I were in space, this is what it would feel like. Oh yeah, I remember, like, your, I remember your reaction to it. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I was like, this feels like it's very real. Yeah. Like the... If you haven't seen it, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I want to go. I wrote a poem after watching the movie. That's how much it impacted me. I, I rarely mm. write. When I write, it's like usually because there's like something big that happened in my life. So, so for me, that is like what my connection to 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 other lives are, is. That's how you experience. Because, yeah, yeah. Uh, the same thing for. I, I just went and watched the uh, this week. I went and watched this Korean film called Parasite, and it gave me that same feeling. Just watching these families engage with each other. And, and, and I, I just felt like I was in that house. Like, I mean, I, you know, I was in that storm and, and Joseph Campbell talks about, it's I mean, weird he how, talks how, about the power of myth and how it's carried through human humanity alone. Just there are archetypes, you know, the, the wise wizard, you mm-hmm. know, the going into the cave and coming out, all those things, the, all the movies we watch with all the heroes that, that we, that we love, they're all the same stories. And we've been telling them since, homer's odyssey and all like i mean (laughs) we it's all the same thing you know and these myths these are archetypes these are the lessons that we're currently living and some of us never we have to we ourselves have to become the heroes who find the powers within ourselves to overcome the odds and save the world and until we really do that chances are we'll keep coming back here Mm. you know shit nice I think with that, uh, we hit the soapbox. (laughs) We did. Yeah, that's that's a good way to to, to segue into the next portion of it. All right, Uncle Mark. (laughs) So this this is our soapbox section. Basically, you get a a chance to speak on whatever you want, touch on any subject you want, shout anything out, promote, endorse, whatever you want. You get the floor for as long as your you want. Your reward for coming to yeah, the show. Yeah, your reward for coming wow. out to the show. You get the floor for as long as you need to. No one will interrupt you. And just feel free to express whatever you want. Mm-hmm. It can be as short and sweet. It, it can, can be, be short whatever, and sweet. Yeah. It can be long and extended. Cause, wow. Never thought about think this. Of it, think of it as your, your, your broadcast to the universe. Exactly. <laughs> broadcast to the universe. Wow. Well, first off, I'm really happy to be here. This is very cool. So thank you, gentlemen. 
It's been real. Um, <laughs> wow. I guess I just, I guess as I'm getting older, I start, lo I look back a lot at, you know, my life and a lot of the events that have transpired. I think one of them would go back to the year they landed on the moon. And I think it was, I don't know how many weeks after that, Nixon was at the Century Plaza Hotel. And we lived maybe 10 minutes from there. Hmm. So I remember me and my buddies, we thought we'd take a walk over there and just see what was going on. Yeah. And as we got closer, we saw all the police with the clubs and their helmets and everything. And, and then as we got closer, all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. Something must have gone down because their shields came down, their clubs went up, and they started whacking people. And we turned around and we ran and never looked back. So I, I guess I look back at just that was one of those events because he was eventually impeached and he eventually resigned and he left and, you know, so I don't know. I, I look back on my life and I'm just sitting here looking at you guys and you guys have your life in front of you, this podcast. And I don't know. I mean, I've got a million things on my mind. I, I could sit here all day. I love telling <laughs> stories. I love sharing my life. It's, it's been really interesting. Um, but getting older does have a lot of effect on you. You think about a lot of things and I look back at just all the things that have transpired and I've looked at the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the music, the people, the you know, concerts, places. I mean, I went to a, a great story. I went, to a, I went to a concert. It was my 1980. I was preparing for my first high school reunion which, by the way, my 50th high school reunion is coming up next summer <laughs> in June. Imagine, you guys aren't even that old, haven't been around that long. And here I'm going to be going to my 50th reunion. And so this was 1980, and I was working at this jeans warehouse. This is a great story. I was working at this jeans warehouse called McKean, France. Mm. It was on La Cienega Boulevard before the Beverly Center. Wow. There was a fat burger on the corner. On the other corner, there's a place, there's this place called the climax i think it's not there anymore it was a club actually when we graduated high school we rented it out for the night we got there at 11 o'clock we rented it out till six in the morning they had one room with pillows one room with backgammon one room with movies it was a trip it was just that that time so i'm working at this jeans store and right next door was a casting agency and so every now and then you'd see a bunch of blondes walk by a bunch of tall people short people just whatever they were looking for for that particular moment i met tina turner she came by. I met Paul McCartney mm. as he was coming by. And we had all these people that would come there because this was a very popular gene. This was probably the most popular gene around. There was Jordache, there was Sassoon, and then there was his Matt Keen France jeans. And we used to get tickets to concerts. We'd have people come in there, roll up in limousines, bring us Coke, come in to buy clothes. We had women that came in, would give us yeah, we had sex. We had all kinds of crazy <laughs> shit going on at this at this place. We had this one girl that would come by almost on an every other day basis. And me and my friend would have threesomes with her. And, yeah. and it was just it was just wild. And so we got tickets to go see the Eagles at the forum. Ooh. And so we had tickets and they also brought us a whole bunch of another time that someone came in, they brought us a bunch of Queen albums and they were gonna get us tickets for Queen, but I already saw I'd already seen them, thought that wasn't really that interesting. But the story goes, so we go to the concert, me and my buddy, and he loves to drink and I love to get high. So we were doing our thing. At some point he disappears. He got so smashed. I never found him the rest of the night. I leave and I'm looking all over the parking lot, can't find him. Then I run into some friends of mine 
who worked for Mariani Bus. Yeah, the same Jerry Bus, Mariani Bus. That was his partner. Mm. And I played softball with them. And we were in a league together for about a year. And they said, you want to come into the forum club? I've got some passes and I'll give you my pass. So he gives me his pass. I slap it on my shirt. I go in the forum club. I have two other passes that I also put on. <laughs> so I met these two girls and I said, you guys want to come join me? And they said, sure. So I put the passes on and we of go course. inside. We have a drink or two. We're hanging out. And then they said, so you want to go hang out somewhere? And I said, sure, let's do it. Let's go hang out. So we're driving and and they're following me in their car. And I got one of them with me and she's got her friend and some other guy in the other car. And we're we're hanging out and we're leaving the forum. And then I said, so what do you guys want to do? And they said, I don't know. And I said, well, I've got some more acid at the house. I've got some weed. We can go pick it up and then we can go party. Cool. So they all follow me over to the house. I get all my stuff. Then we stop and get some beer. And then we get on the freeway and we're heading back towards, I'm not sure. I don't remember where we were going, but we're driving about 65, 70 miles an hour on the freeway, mm. passing beers through the car windows. We're <laughs> getting really close to each other and we're passing beers. We're drinking beer and we're, I'm, I'm still high. They're still high. We get to the next destination and one girl parks her car. She gets out and the other girl's in my car ready. She jumps in. She goes, let's go. We're ditching him. I go, okay. Uh, so we ditch him and we end up driving another 20 minutes. And they said, okay, let's just stop here. You want to go jacuzzi? I said, sure. So now it's about two o'clock in the morning. Get out of the car and we park and we walk inside this complex and we go and here's this jacuzzi and they're taking all their clothes off. So I took all my clothes yeah, off and yeah. got in the jacuzzi. And some, sometime around, I don't know, 5.36 in the morning, the sun's starting to come up. Some guy comes over and he says, can I help you guys? You guys look like you can use some towels. And I look at these girls and I don't even know their names. I don't even remember their, don't even remember who we were introduced. All, we, all I know is we just had this crazy night in this jacuzzi. We had taken acid, we had smoked, we were just like fried. And I said, so who is this guy? I have no idea. And the guy gives us towels, says, come up to my place, dry off, get dressed. I said, okay, this is too weird. I got up there, I looked around, I sized up the situation, I'm out of here. I got to rest. I didn't even ask for their phone numbers. Yeah. Left and went home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, yeah, that's like part of the day. That was just a day in your life. That was just a day, a day in the life. And I've had, you know, and then I had another situation where I had this guy that we did a lot of business with. We probably did $100,000 a year business with him. And he invites me over and tells me, oh, I've got, these, um, I've got this pre present for you. And he had this big warehouse. And inside he had built like a two-bedroom suite with, living room, dining room, kitchen, bathroom, beds, everything. And we sitting in there and he says, okay, I'll be back. And he said, you can help yourself. And there's a bowl on the table of cocaine. And he <laughs> says, your, your present will be here in about 10 minutes. And the next thing I know, these two beautiful hookers show up. And the next thing I know for the next couple hours, I'm hanging out with these, with these girls and we're just, you know, having this great time. And then we left and then we went to Perino's, Perino's. which is an old restaurant, which is so many restaurants. Italian? From my, Huh? Italian? Um, it was on Wilshire Boulevard ah. in, in mid-Wilshire near Bullock's Wilshire. Okay. Very fancy restaurant. We yeah. went there and he joined us. He, he came back and the four of us went to dinner. Then we went back and spent another three hours together. And he says, pick which one you want. You can have whatever one you want and I'll take the other one. And, <laughs> you know, and that ended. But, you know. You've lived. I've lived. My life is crazy. You know, I've traveled. Even when I was in Berlin, I met some girl in Berlin and and we were right in the elevator and we shut the elevator off and, you know, two o'clock in the morning and we're having all this crazy time in the elevator. And I want and, your life, man. And then she and then she tells me I'm flying. This is really good. She's telling me we're, I'm flying to London. You want to come with? So I went back to the hotel and told my dad, I want to go to London. 
And he goes, okay, well, I've got some other things to take care of. You go to London, I'll meet you there, and then we'll leave from there. I said, okay, fine. So I went back to London, spent a couple of days with her and her family. And then the day we were supposed to leave, we postponed it till we postponed till the next day. Well, the plane that I was supposed to be on with the Pan Am flight in 1970, and that was the one that got hijacked. Oh, so I missed that by a day. Damn. We missed that, that particular flight. So my life's been gifted in some ways. I've had incidents where I've been like on the freeway and I'm driving on the 405 freeway and all of a sudden a car is in front of me, count to three, one, two, three, right in front of me and wow. right off the end of the freeway. And I missed it by like a 1,000, 2,000. I would have hit that car twice in one year. Same huh. freeway, two different events. Wow. So, you know, in some ways my life's been gifted. In some ways I've had, you know, some amazing experiences. I've had a chance to travel. You know, growing up in the 60s, I got to see, you know, amazing, amazing things, you know, and then going through the 70s, having been married a couple times, you know, kids, had my own business. I've had five careers. I've done a lot of interesting things and just been, it's been a real life. It's <laughs> yeah. been a real. Sounds like it. Yeah. So. You encourage, uh, you encourage people to get as much out of it as they can. <laughs> you know, I, I say live each day to the fullest. I say sometimes you have to take a leap of faith. Sometimes you want to you do things that maybe you're not so sure of. But I say taking risks is probably a good thing. You know, um, you guys are taking a risk with this and it's, and it's going places. <laughs> yeah. But you didn't know where it was going to go from the first show. Right. Definitely they didn't have not. me yet. That's why. Hey. <laughs> ah, now you missed me. See, now, now that I'm here, now, now everyone's going to just take off. Yeah. Well, Kenny, we want to let you know. I knew it. You're going to lay me off? Is that it? Do I get unemployment? Wow. Nah, we're not throwing you under the bus. We're going to run you over. <laughs> and as usual, nah, just, as usual, eventually we all turn on Keenan. They always do. There hasn't been Every one guest yet that's on my no, side. No, I would never try to do <laughs> You guys have been great. You guys have been gracious. Huh? Thanks. Guys, thanks. Thanks. Awesome. You guys, thank you so you guys much. Are the shit. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Appreciate thank you. it. I hope you had a great yeah. first experience. With the no, this, is, this has been amazing. I've never done this before. <laughs> so, you know, and I sit here and as I'm talking, you know, I am a great storyteller. I mean, I've, got, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've had so many experiences. I could probably write a book. Yeah. You should. You should. You I mean, really should. You know, when I was working in real estate, when I was working at the bank, and this is another fun story, <laughs> we, had this, we had this, we had this one, one guy that we were, that was apparently working from a church. And he was, he'd already done about 16 months in jail and he was taking foreclosed houses. He was coming in from the back door, fixing them up, making keys and then renting them. And he was selling them and he was doing all kinds of scandalous mm. shit. He was wanted by the FBI. My boss would tell me stories about what he knew of this guy. And he ended up moving into a house in Baldwin Hills. He just took over a house that was foreclosed and moved in. And he became our target. And so we started targeting that house and we would go up there. We, we went to court to get him evicted. We did everything under the sun. Every time we'd go up there, he had these two guys that were, you know, hovering around the property. I called them goombas. They look mm. like these guys from Mario Brothers, these big, <laughs> big, big dudes. And they were protecting the house. And at one point we had them evicted. The police came, locked them out. Four days later, they got right back in again, broke back in, took back possession. This went on for a while until finally we got to Santa Monica. We got to court, got them evicted, went up to the house, locked it down, called two moving vans, brought in a cleaning crew, moved every single piece out of the house, every one of his pictures with his family and everything. Wow. And ultimately, we had to hire a, a service to monitor the house, one of these like 
security companies. security companies and they were coming through four times a day monday through sunday all hours of the day monitoring to make sure this guy was not going to come back and take back his house right ultimately i got a call from the fbi they wanted me to come down they wanted to interview me and for me to tell them everything i did and how did i catch this guy because technically, I was the point on this. I was the one that was constantly going to the house, monitoring everything, going to the court appearances, sharing all the information I knew. And I said, no, thank you. I'm not going to the FBI. <laughs> and they gave me their phone number, and I called back. And it actually was, it did say, hello, this is so-and-so, the FBI. And, oh. and I had some extensions to some people there. It wasn't going to have anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah. And then we had another guy who, who got evicted, and he broke back into his house four times. And eventually we had to board the whole house up because he had a cattle prod at his front door that all you had to do was plug it in, touch the doorknob and would electrocuted you. And when we first, we first got in there the first time he had four batteries of cameras in his bedroom with eight on each screen. He had a little small camera at every location around the house watching me every time I came there to check out the house. Mm. So yeah, I've had some, you know, that was very crazy (laughs) job. Definitely different. Yeah, different than what I had done previously. Yeah. Five careers. Five careers. So yeah. So I worked with, you know, with kids, worked with addicts, worked with kids and that were locked down, you know, worked at a bank where there were crazy people. And, you know, I'll tell you, I worked, I went this one other case and then I'll move on. (laughs) Went to court. Went to court. This guy lost his house to foreclosure. He went to court. We had a court appearance. And then my, my attorney said to the judge, we need, we need to have a recess. I need to do some research on something. He comes back. Then he says to the guy, this is how you just lost your house. Okay. When your house goes into foreclosure, if you just let it go, and then it goes to Norwalk where they have a sale. They had a sale like every Monday. They were selling foreclosure properties back in that, at that time. He did not take back his possession of his house till after 10 o'clock in the morning. Or no, I'm sorry, eight o'clock in the morning. He took his, he went to the thing and bought it at 10:15. So technically, bank went through all the right procedures, but we took possession at eight. He had possession at 10:30. He lost his house by two and a half hours. Damn. Wow. And then they came in and they trashed out his house. And then two months later, he came back and said he had all these valuable paintings and this, that, and the other. And it was done. So that was back to your question earlier about. You know, or somebody asked me, was it right or wrong? Were they doing the right thing or the wrong thing? I was on the right side, but they were doing all the wrong things. Uh, And we went to people's houses and there was still food on the, on the stove as they were exiting out because we were coming for the sheriff lockout. And I must've been on 50 sheriff lockouts and just, you know, amazing shit. And I'm, I don't know, I must've been in court over, over a hundred and over more than a hundred times. Definitely write a memoir, man. Yeah. So you, you have know, to. So between, <laughs> so, so between, you know, the, that whole housing thing and, you know, working for the, for the American tobacco company, which again, here's where I've left one of my marks in the world. I worked for American tobacco and I was there for two weeks and we were doing training and we pulled into a parking lot. And the next thing I know, someone took their hand, smashed the rear view mirror put a white handled pearl handled gun to my head and said, we're going for a ride. And my boss who had just come here from Detroit motor capital of America mm-hmm. said, I can't believe it. We're here in LA and I'm not even here two weeks and we're in an armed robbery. And I thought, chill. And, and this guy took us driving <laughs> around for about 
15 minutes mm -hmm. talking all kinds of shit. I've killed, I've murdered. Uh, what are you guys doing? What do you got in the car? Maybe you got some money. I can buy my wife a little dress and just talking all kinds of absurd things. And I'm sitting there going, oh my God, I'm dying. I'm dead. My life is now over. And then at some point he just said, he said, stop the car, get out. My keys are in there. My wallet's in there. My ID is in there. My house, key, everything's in there. And he just took, he took the car with, I don't know, $4,000 cash, cigarettes, and just took off. Mm. And then my boss said, oh my God. And I'm, I'm, I'm freaking out. And then after about four or five days, they called me and they said, so what are you doing? Are you staying? Are you quitting? I said, hell no, I'm not quitting. Get me another car. I'm, I'm, I'm on. <laughs> so they got me a brand new car, which looked like a cop car. It was one of these Ford mm. LTDs or something. Right. So everywhere I'd go, people would, I would try to stop to buy drugs or pick up girls. And, <laughs> I mean, and they'd like, go, nah, no, you're a cop. Nah. No, no, not, nothing to do with you. You're a cop. And I'd say, I'm not a cop. You're a cop. <laughs> yeah. And I stayed with them for another, I don't know, another year mm. plus until I finally exited and went into another career. <laughs> so yeah, every phase of my life, all the jobs I've had had something memorable. That's something great. really intriguing. And yes, I thought about writing a memoir or some kind of book because it would be quite interesting. Just, Absolutely. It's yeah. very, very reminiscent mm. of the life of Frank Abagnale, really. Okay. You know, who be, who had basically become uh, the con artist. Yeah, con the con artist. artist, except for you, you were just living your life. Yeah. I'm just, li just living my life. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Well, well, thanks, Uncle Mark. That, that's, you definitely took the soapbox to another level yeah, on that no, one. That's good, yeah. man. That's so, awesome. Thank you so wow. much. Uh, yeah, don't know how to follow that one. I know. Uh, that was <laughs> now Keenan's got to follow you. Up. <laughs> All right, Keenan, now you say something interesting. <laughs> uh, YOLO. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. You want me to go or you, you need more time? <laughs> No, I, I, I had nothing prepared for my soapbox. Oh, so, okay. This is the first. Um, no, no, I I, uh, I would um, just let people know there may or may not be a um, New Year's Eve bash party concert thing I might throw on. Hopefully, uh, uh, me and Philly will get together and maybe plan something like that out. Oh, cool. Um, whether or not that will coincide with like a noob uh blowout concert right. thing um which could happen i don't know if joe's up for that but um yeah uh w hearing the great stories that you have i would definitely tell people to go out and adventure los angeles and not stay in the house um there's plenty of concerts and shows and um things to see and do I mean, we still have Apparently, rotor skating rings and ice skating rings here in the a few. L.A. County area. Not so much just downtown. There's yet, you know, go to Long Beach, go to uh, Santa Barbara if you have to, North Hollywood. Uh, there's even places to visit out in uh, East L.A. and um, Downey and all that other stuff. So venture out uh, in L.A. and and. Do something that doesn't involve a screen, a digital screen. So that's my soapbox. Hey. hey. Thank you. Short and sweet. Mm -hmm. Look at you. Damn, kid. That's definitely, <laughs> that's definitely a different take on uh, on soapboxes. That's, that's kind of cool, man. Live a real life. Yeah. 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 Just so, go for it. Yeah. Exactly. the animal. Yo. We've come to you. Uh, again, um, definitely inspired by, by the breadth of experience that... 
that Uncle Mark came through with and, and a lot like Kanan. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely made me feel like I should, I should be living more of a life as someone who has essentially done nothing but work and have this ambition. That's like this vague ambition to become something and leave some kind of mark, which is probably pretty archetypal, uh, ar- archetypical of a, of a millennial per se. I want to make an impact and this and that. I, I, I think the moral of, of, of the, that I can take away from today of the story is, you know, the way you make an impact is just by living your life, but like really living a life, you know? And, and so I'm going to, I'm going to follow that same train and say, if you really can get involved and, and do things, because I spend a lot of time just working on projects and I'm, I'm starting beginning to, to suspect that maybe that's, while that is great and I do have a, a trajectory it may also be a way from keeping myself of actually living. You want to leave your legacy mm. and you're young. So you have an opportunity to live things, do things, get out there. Nothing wrong with what you're doing, but I think that we also need to get out there and interact in the world. And, you know, when you get to that final place, you want to know you've left a legacy. People remember you for whatever that looks like. Multiple things, one major thing, many small things, but you, you want to leave a legacy. And I'm with that. That's something that I, I know for sure now. And I'm going to be, and I'm heading close to my 70s. So I know I've left a legacy. I've left it in so many different things. Every career I've been in, you know, it's been something. And I was going to leave you with this was the last time when I was working with American Tobacco. And after I left, I ran into somebody who was working my territory until they found somebody to replace me. And he looked at me and he said, I don't know what it is, what you did or what you say, but people remember you. And I said, what does that mean? He goes, I covered your route for almost two months. And everywhere I went, every store, every place I talked, everyone I talked to, always wanted to know where'd Mark go? Such Mm. a nice guy. He was a pleasant person. He was professional. We really enjoyed him. We miss him. And we just were curious what happened to him. And that happened multiple times. And so I know even in something small like that, I've left some kind of a legacy. And I think you're right. You can work hard. You can aim for, you know, all kinds of lofty goals and, you know, do all these things. But at the same time, don't lose sight of the real world as well. And, And you do need to get out and you do need to interact and, you know, be with people and do something to better the world. And when you do something to better the world, you left some kind of a legacy. And if you ever and if you ever read anything on psychology, and I, I'm trying to think who, who the who this guy Erickson, I believe, yeah. he said of Freud only went up to 13 in his stages of life, but Erickson went all the way till you die, and his final the final one he had, and I, I don't remember exactly how it's stated, but it basically is what what did you leave behind? What's your legacy? You know, it's not like laying in bed and going, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda. You know, you need to know you did something and people are going to remember you, even if it's this podcast. Mm. And someday it, it, it's like, you know, number one in the world. And everyone goes, oh, I know Phil and I know this guy and I know CNN and I know, you know, everybody. Yeah. And, and your broadcast made a mark somewhere and people remember you for it. You know, so whatever that looks like, go for it. Don't be afraid. Sometimes you got to take a leap of faith. Just do it. But don't lose sight of your goals as well. I'm That's the, the second part of my soapbox. soapbox. Yeah. Hold on, hold soapbox on, hold on. on I'm, I'm not going to bend over. Yeah. <laughs> That's a prison joke. Yeah. <laughs> no, just, just playing. Never been to prison, no. Um, Neither have I, but I, I, I've seen enough jokes on this. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my soapbox, I'm going to keep it simple as hell. I went to 
I was at the LA Comic Con this weekend with the family. Um, had a lot of fun. This is Gavin's fourth year doing Comic Con. His fourth year dressing up, and like I, re- I really enjoy being able to share that moment with my son. Like doing something that we both like to do, and actually that he loves to do a little more than I do. Um, and just him, just being able to walk around. You know, people come up to him and say, hey, can I take a picture with you? And, you know, and vice versa, he'll see someone who he really likes and they take pictures together. And it's just been it's it's been an experience for me, like growing up and, uh, you know, a lot uh, most mostly growing up. I did it alone or, you know, with with like you, Phil, and, and uh, or my siblings, but not not so much my siblings, but I did a lot with friends and. Um, I did a lot of things with, with, with people my age. So, you know, being able to experience something like this where I'm actually a father and, and raising my son to have like ideals that I kind of follow, but also giving him the, the room to, to figure himself out as well has been a surreal experience. Um, so I'm glad I've been able to do that and I'm, and, and I hope to be able to continue to like to teach him more or, or uh, find out new things that he's discovering as well, you know? So, um, yeah, fatherhood is, is pretty cool, you know? As, yeah. as of right now, I can say that fatherhood is pretty cool. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Has its ups and downs, though. Yeah, I, I haven't experienced the downs so much yet, so let me live in this moment. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm hoping to... You all right there, Keenan? I've been sitting in this chair for so long. <laughs> my Keenan, ass. Keenan has the, has the body of an 80-year-old man. I don't know <laughs> if my ass still functions. And with that, we have reached the conclusion of episode 47 of the None of Our Business podcast. We thank, we want to thank Mark Brown for coming out and enjoying this fine Hope you enjoy this beautiful episode. Scott Scott's a I think they planned this before I got here. Eat your woman out. Suck your man's dick. Vote for me for president. <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> First time all episode. <laughs> Love you.